Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 258 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. We have a highly requested guest in the studio today. Sir, to my left, please introduce yourself. Yes, that's you. It's you. Oh, hey. We went um, live. I'm a... Uh, Brady Bunch. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Kellen. Uh... Find me over on Twitter at Kellen PDL. We were supposed to have my partner in crime here at TimCast, Serge, but he's out protesting something that I forget. So he's not here today. Protesting. But, um, thanks for having me, guys. Protesting, uh, <laughs> protesting pop culture crisis, probably, because he doesn't want to be on the show today. So uh, before we get started, I do want to say, please, if you can, like the video, uh, leave comments on this video, as well as anything that we post. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Share these things with your friends. It does help the channel a lot. I finally did it. I did it at the beginning of the show. I never do it at the beginning of the show. I always do it at the end. So uh, if you guys can do that, thank you very much. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We are going to talk about the big news, which is Wonder Woman 3 getting uh, the kibosh put on it. Like that kibosh? What? You know? Yeah, that's the a, what? That's a term. That's a term. A term that. for what? Uh, uh, it, I, you can't I'm, just throw that out there and not address it. I can absolutely throw that what out was there that? And, not, and not address it. I am put. They're putting the kibosh on Wonder Woman three, ladies and gentlemen. Canceled. <laughs> James Gunn okay. has James Gunn has pulled the plug. It's just another mean term for uh, stopped. Uh, put right, an end to right. uh, So James Gunn has put an end to it, and there's a bunch of news uh, regarding the future of the DCU uh, now that he's making some pretty bold moves going forward. We are also going to follow up on this fantastic old report uh, of this insane writer from Grey's Anatomy who faked having cancer to get a job working for Shonda Rhimes uh, in Shondaland Productions. Uh, this story is absolutely bonkers. We might have to go through it kind of piece by piece because the more you read about it, it's kind of insane, like the, the less believable it actually is. We are also going to talk about Harry and Meghan. That's right. I've tried to avoid it as much as possible, but we have to discuss the role royals apparently because uh uh somebody hates me because i'm just uh I, I find the royals to be one of those things that it's kind of like what we what do we talk about uh megan ratatouille and uh who else they're kind of uh hard uh, megan to... markle emily ratatouille julia fox yes they're uh, like there are a few other common culprits that we cover but they're like the, i find them less interest like the there's always like something mildly annoying that seems like it would be fun to cover, but then it's just not quite enough. 
Or Amber Heard. Or, yeah, well, that's another we, one. We do give her some air, plenty of airtime, though. So we got that, and then uh, Kurt Cameron, who is an actor famous for the show Growing Pains. He is uh, he has tried to launch a series of uh, religious focused book. What do they? What do they call it? Children's yeah. books for uh, reading to children at public libraries. He has now been banned yes. from doing so. Yes. So uh, I'm sure many of the people watching can already see where the contradiction is there, what the problem is with that one. Uh, also, Priyanka Chopra is complaining about gender pay gap. So we will look into that a little bit as well. If you guys are ready, we will just get right into it. Let's do it. Are ready? Let's go. One more time. I need it from you one more time. Let's do it. All right. There we go. We have a formula here. We have a formula. All right. So Wonder Woman 3 gets the axe. Basically, it says Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman 3 is not moving forward as DC Studios or as DC Movies hits a turning point. The, the big takeaway here is he's not – James Gunn is not afraid to make unpopular decisions uh, if it's in the service mm-hmm. of the vision he has, right? It's funny because I see hashtag fire James Gunn trending on Twitter and then right underneath it is hashtag bring back Zack Snyder. Everyone is saying yeah. that Zack Snyder will be the solution to save the DCU, but like it's looking like it's too late at this point and it's not even money that yeah. – prevented them from going forward with Wonder Woman 3. Maybe it's just James Gunn's deranged view of quality control. Yeah. All of the tweets that were calling for James Gunn to get fired said that he just messes with the low stakes characters that are like C-list, D-list in the DCU so that anything he does in their scripts won't have consequences ultimately. That's why he wanted to do the Suicide Squad, yep. for instance. That's um, and that's why he was, you know, doing Black Adam. Yeah. And I mean, now I feel like The Rock maybe feels uh, vindicated because he has reportedly been on the outs with James Gunn. But The Rock doesn't have uh, the same view for the future of the DCU as fans do either. No. Because he wants to prioritize those so-called D-lister characters as well instead of the Trinity. Which is funny because that's what David Zaslav wants. David Zaslav wants them to promote Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Basically, when he took over at Warner Brothers Discovery, he's like, we have like the three biggest superheroes in the world. Why aren't we using them well? Yeah, so that's the question he needs to ask James Gunn. I don't know why... James Gunn and Safran were hired without this question being answered yeah. in the way Zaslav wanted it to be answered, right? Yep. Well, this uh, is this is the right move. This is, I think, it's one hundred percent the right move because you got to burn everything down. There's too many cooks in the kitchen right now. Uh, oddly, as somebody who loves Ben Affleck as Batman, okay, loves likes Ben Affleck as Batman, loves Henry Cavill as Superman, loves uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. You kind of like there's too much leftover stuff and you have to start over. Well, a lot of people actually didn't like the no, the at least the sequel to Wonder Woman. The Mm -hmm. sequel to Wonder Woman is is objectively one of the worst movies they've ever made. It's it's very, very, very bad. So there is at that point, like you don't need to continue on that exact iteration of Wonder Woman, but you can't just scrap all future projects for that character. Maybe Gal Gadot wouldn't be the person playing her. Um, even more surprising, no, it seems I mean, yeah, she I mean, was totally ignorant that her 
uh, third Wonder Woman movie was to get scrapped only just earlier this week. She said, can't wait to share the next chapter with you on Jen- Twitter. And Patty Jenkins had something similar to say. She's like, I just finished the script. And apparently their letters crossed in the air. Like uh, the mail went this way, the mail went that way. And they and they didn't understand that they were about to get the axe. Uh, that means that they're going to get rid of the Affleck cameo in Aquaman. Yep. That's that's a bummer. Like I said, I, I, I kind of agree with you. As much as I love those versions, it's too complicated. And there's too many prior... Uh, the iterations have been done by too many directors that will clash with whatever they want the future look to be, right? So you're still going to have the leftovers of the Snyderverse uh, in people's heads when you bring those but characters to screen. Not, and it is one not... A- it's not a 100% purge. They're keeping uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman. But that's not connected to the universe. Yeah. That's, well, maybe that's, that's not, the reason. Yeah, no, that is, that it's, it's easy to keep something that's not connected. They wouldn't get rid of Joker either. But I think exactly. Yeah. But I look, what, what do those two movies have in common? They're dark and very gritty. Very gritty. It's and I think that's what we're going to see more of. I mean, no, that's my prediction. I, I think James Gunn will go somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I see all of these tweets criticizing James Gunn for having a childish sense of humor. Yeah, I, One I person said uh, this hashtag, or no, no, another person said that he has a plan to tank one of the most valuable IPs in the world in favor of dick jokes and D-list characters. So. Really, it's the opposite problem is that he doesn't take it seriously enough. Yeah. He doesn't mm. take the big flagship characters seriously enough Which or their potential to make a profit. Also, those characters don't lend themselves to the type of storytelling he wants to do. A Batman story under James Gunn doesn't really work the same way it would under a different director. Uh, same, uh, he, he might be able to pull off Superman, but even that, I think that's too, it's too campy. Uh, in a, I, not, not, it's, it's too childish campy. I forget for, where I for heard this uh, first, but there was this idea in the works to make the next big DC film on the scope of Avengers Infinity War. Stop doing that. Just but make solo movies and I know, prove you can do that right. But also make it sort of a political corruption drama centered around Viola Davis's character. Um, what is her name again? Amanda, Amanda Waller. Waller. Yep. Uh, which I, I think is incredibly boring, at least for 2022. That's a TV show concept. That's not a movie yeah. concept. That, that is something you do with eight episodes of a limited run series. It's not something you put on the big screen. But they don't realize that because DC doesn't have like, their shit together. The, if, he, if what he's trying to say is that he could make it like Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier, I don't buy that they should do that. I think it, it now in the, in, in the age of streaming, you do that show. You can still do that show and just do it over eight episodes. Uh, go back to making solo movies. I don't want to see any... I don't even want to see crossovers. I just want to see the characters that exist in their separate uh, in their separate cities for a while. I don't need to see Ben Affleck working with... Uh, super, uh, ben Affleck's Batman working with Henry Cavill's Superman. I, I don't. don't need to see Henry Cavill's Superman cameo for three no, seconds at the I end don't. of Black Adam, which no one wanted to see anyway. If you do it down the line after you've rebuilt trust with the audience and you've made some movies in a row that are all fairly successful and uh, looked at as as, a, as positive, well-made movies, yeah. we can readjust that. We can, uh, you know, like come back to that idea when we get there. But they have yet to prove that they can do that. I just don't see that happening. Also, I wonder what this means for Shazam, which is the only one I actually want. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. 
Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Bring to, that up. I, I, I want Shazam to stay around because he's the only one of the movies that I actually really, really, really liked of the non- main of non mainline ones again shazam i liked the first shazam but it was entirely too long uh i've heard you complain about this before brett like they need to cut these movies in half they shouldn't yep. be three hours they should be an hour and a half tell I, your story okay, no, two hours is two hours is fine i don't know but uh you said under half. two hours or two. i'm not paying attention <laughs> no i said, I said uh, everyone when, when we review movies keeps telling us like you guys need to put like a rating system in place i don't have an, a rating system but i know i deduct a certain amount of points every time a movie goes over two hours which means avatar you are already in the negative mm. my friend you are far far <laughs> far in the negative but here's the thing they included uh superman in shazam but it wasn't henry cavill superman it was filmed from the neck down yeah. so you couldn't actually see who it was because they were still on the outs with him at the time and I don't really see the problem with Wonder Woman as uh, as an issue anyways because Patty Jenkins just lost a lot of trust with how badly Wonder Woman 2 turned out right. uh, the script was bad the writing was bad in general it was not well made well I heard people are not looking forward to Shazam, the sequel to Shazam I'll, either I, well, um, we'll see I, We've seen the trailer at yeah. least. That's not James Gunn, is it? Or no, is it's it? not. Okay. No. Because I think that when you're talking about like this childish, like they're not taking it seriously, that's the one gripe I do have with Shazam. And I get it. But the it, character is a child. It, I was explaining, like when I was explaining to, there was an article we read earlier that we didn't include in the topics today where they were making fun of the fact that he has a line in the new trailer where he talks about how he yeah. threw a car at a, was it a dinosaur? Or threw a car at something. Narrating and, himself. Yeah. I it, just threw a car at a building. At a bu- I love my life. That joke. Something. That joke sucks if it's an adult, but it's an adult with a kid. Like it's a kid being played by an adult. But it someone... would be received differently if we weren't accustomed to the childish humor of Marvel movies, where yeah. any grown adult in their forties would say something like that. Yeah. Well, someone pointed out though, the in Shazam, the actual child is more mature than when he transforms into Shazam, even though they're both supposed to be the kid. When he's an actual kid, he's much more mature. And easygoing, and then when he becomes Shazam, he's just completely unhinged. Well, I I, I see that as something where it's like there, there's a certain amount of power there that act, forces you to act, not forces you, but gets you to act differently because you're inhabiting something that's much bigger than what you actually are. And so, uh, imagine like you had the ability to fly, and then you do that, your inner child would come out even more so than it already was when you're living your your boring everyday regular. Maybe, life. but you're saying inner child. There is no inner child. He is a child. I'm saying that the those aspects aren't going to come out when he's not doing something heroic or or superhuman uh, i guess what how old is he supposed to be 15 or 16 i think 
uh, in that movie. I, I Maybe. really uh, I thought younger. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, I mean the sequel. I think he's supposed to be playing uh, older. Uh, sixteen oh, okay. or sixteen or seventeen. I haven't okay. looked into the to the timeline for that one. But there's uh, you could leave that up. I also would be fine with them not connecting the universes at all. I don't need connected universes. It's a gimmick now. It made sense a decade ago. It doesn't make sense now to me in lieu of good. Like if it sacrifices good storytelling. Yeah, but you got to see, you know, with how good the Joker movie was, I want to see that. I want to see how that version of Joker yeah, but starts that's impacting own, other characters. I, I don't. I, I want it to. I don't want to have to see. I don't want to have to to reconcile the tone of that movie with the tone of a character done in another movie that was completely differently. Well, that's why I like from the, the beginning of this conversation, I said, I like what he's doing. He's completely going from a clean slate so he can do that right now. One of the problems DC has Thank you. is... Uh, Thank you. Oh, it's a Christmas party. Ah. Uh, uh, right on. Oh, oh, oh. Merry Christmas. You guys ever go to Secret Santa when you were a kid? Or, I'm sorry, to, Wait, like, did you go to the mall to see Santa when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I mean, once or twice, but I hated it. I don't know if I ever did that. I don't think I ever did that. It, really? Isn't it weird really how we have traditions I, like you, that that are completely for wait, adults? you guys still don't do that? Like, <laughs> I do like the idea that, that, that there was a tradition where like, hey, son, hey, daughter, let me take you to the mall so you can sit on a complete stranger's lap. You also went and yeah. saw the Easter Bunny. Yeah, uh, I didn't do that either. Did you do that, Mary? Uh, No, that sounds even more terrifying. Oh, you, come on. Than Santa. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> you were in the middle of saying something. Yes. I don't know if you remember um, what it was. No, I was just saying, you know, I was kind of just bringing the point back uh, to the beginning is like, this is why. He's clean, you know, wiping all these projects off, and he, he's going to start from uh, start fresh, so he can connect them in a way that makes sense. Because I agree, the Joker's not going to fit with Shazam, nope, at all. So you got to start over. It's also really funny too, because it means that Ezra Miller will be his own undoing, because they're going to use Flashpoint <sighs> Paradox as the way him. to as the way to redo the story, so they can both recast him as well as all of these other actors. And here's the other thing: they would win a lot of points if they do the casting changes. Say you get a new Batman, new Superman, and new Wonder Woman. Uh, well, actually, no, let me rephrase that. A new Batman, a new Superman, a new Flash, and you don't just make it women, female characters. Like, if you actually just keep the characters generally the same, but hire new actors that looked similar to them, you'd be a lot better off. Wait, what female characters? No, I'm, no, I'm saying as long as they don't go to Supergirl rather than, rather oh, than to yeah, Superman. Yeah. Like well, I mean, be, that's a more excusable or if Batgirl. it's a TV show. Yeah. Uh, well, that, but that's what they were. They were like Supergirl. I'm sorry. Uh... Supergirl was supposed to be in the Flash movie, and she'll be in the Flash movie. No Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. uh, you're better off just starting from scratch. Dump it all. I say dump it all. Keep Robert Pattinson. I didn't even like the Batman that much. I, I thought it was too long. I thought it dragged. I thought it was dragged uh, out, but I liked the character. Like, but Are you saying that like Robert Pattinson's it, Batman should cameo in no, Aquaman 2? No, 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 no. I'm saying uh, scratch all of this and just give them their own projects and mm -hmm. leave them apart and separate for at least five years. Like make a movie, uh, two movies a year, none of them connecting. We can re, you know, we can, you know, revisit this time, this concept later, which by that time, who knows where Marvel will be. They might be, they might've flamed out by then and be down and out with the concept since a lot of people aren't exactly excited for, uh, I mean, at the very least for Marvel's sake, for five, they five have six. people who come back one like time and time again they they come back to any marvel movie in theaters and then when it comes to dc fans they're very loud on the internet but when it comes to actually yeah. going to the movies including black adam they're nowhere to be seen well, and they have like constant 
infighting and complaining. Well, I wonder if that's it's actually the opposite way around. They actually are the ones going to the theaters and they just haven't captured the normies' attention. Well, do you feel like... I think a big problem is, do you, get, do you guys feel like you can relate to any of the DC characters? More than I can the Marvel characters. Which ones? Uh, and how? In, in relation, relation to, to like, what do you mean relate to? Because like, inherently I'm nothing like any of those characters. I'm, I think Marvel succeeded early on because a lot of their superheroes were regular people. Just normal, average normies, right? Um, and they've gained the super abilities. DC seems like it's on this pedestal of just like fantastical. Like you couldn't, I couldn't imagine myself as a current DC. Well, like what? Person. Like who? Batman, for example. I mean, any of them. Pick your, take well, your pick. I mean, why is it a priority that you are able to imagine yourself? As I think that's why it succeeds. That's what I'm saying. Is I think that's why Marvel is succeeding, and they're on to phase five or six or whatever they're doing. And DC's struggling to get their foot off the ground and constantly changing directors. I don't I think know if it's, it's accurate to say Marvel is succeeding just based on the fact that they had a head start, right? They're still among their own fan base, a huge amount of fatigue and recently though i think it's just dc mismanagement this what this story uh and we've got a, a chat from caper 2x that kind of illustrates the point perfectly they're always a chicken running around with their head cut off without solid plans too many news leaks too much stuff coming out whether you like kevin feige or not whether you like marvel or not it is a tightly run ship that seems to out you know outside of the complaints about cgi in in time you know working you know crunch time it is a tightly run ship with with storytelling that seems to fit tight, you know, it moves forward at a very, like, uh, clean pace. For me, I've never been invested in the DC yeah. universe or the MCU, one or the other, in yeah. a team way, like a team loyalty way. Yeah. But uh, because, obviously, I'm here to, like, comment on it and have opinions about it, uh, I do kind of feel it's weird that this overreaction has happened because no one is forcing you to be loyal to DC or to Marvel. No one is forcing you to consume any content related to DC Comics at all. Somebody also pointed out in the chat, I was just checking, yeah, the fact that Green Lantern is not being mentioned at all is a crime. And like with multiple, whether you want Hal Jordan, Jen Sword, there's like a bunch of versions you could do if you wanted to take it in any such direction and it would work perfectly fine in today's, in today's day and age. But it also is like that's a high budget movie. It's not yeah. going to be able to be made at a low budget. So I'm just, uh, I'm over it right now. I'm, I'm over the announcements. I, I applaud Kevin Feige for being able to run a, a company that seems to always have its crap together no matter how bad it is. I, I hate the writing. I think it's poor. I think most of the stuff is poorly made. I think they're putting out too much of it. But at least it seems like they have some psych some type of coherent plan going right. with everything they do. So. I don't know if they do. It doesn't seem like uh, that at all, actually. I, I disagree. I, 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 when they, they announce their projects, you get a tenure, you get a, a map of when these things are supposed yep. to come out. And barring a few small changes, they come out when they say they're going to come out. Is the is the product that mediocre? That they, hasn't been given to us yet. There's this, no... For yeah, five and six, oh, yeah. Yeah, it has, yeah, it has. But they might There's, review well, for, it. Are you talking about Marvel? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about DC. No, I'm, like, I'm talking about Marvel. I said, well, uh, say what you want about Marvel, but no, it, is yeah. a, it is a much better run company, even if the storytelling is atrocious. They've also had more wins than L's recently. I mean, Not their recently, series... Yes, before. their series, like uh, their Disney Plus series, have been pretty... have been received pretty well. Uh, you know, when you're talking about DC... The first Wonder Woman was great. Shazam was great. 
Batman was great, but then you're talking about all these other projects. It's, it's Marvel wins all of more of the time than they lose. I would say most of those shows have been received. I mean, yeah, by Marvel fans or Marvel critics. Like either, but they're all forgettable. Nobody remembers any of them. Like I, I the only one I remember is uh, a little bit of Hawkeye and some of Loki. That's it. Like well, it's that, also too much. But that, but then yeah, but you don't want them to pump out like you're saying that's forgettable. But is that because of the actual storytelling, or you think there needs to be more too much content? More content. Too, you much, think it's content. too much. I think content. it's too much content. Okay. I, I would like all of these companies to cut their storytelling in half and put out less material. Focus on making better products and less of it. Do you guys think that James Gunn is a mole sent from Marvel to... No, I do not. Sabotage DC? No, I do DC? not. I wonder how Marvel feels yeah. about that. Because he did Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I wonder how that... Well, I guess he's already... Yeah, he's doing his third and final movie for Guardians. I wonder how they feel about him jumping over. Yep. All right, let's go Super Jets. Grant Thompson said they aren't royals. They've lost all titles good. Oh, about about Harry and Meghan. The, I thought they still were the like Duke and Duchess of Sussex, right? No, I thought they they lost. Or the, they they're they no longer considered royalty. Lost all yeah, titles. That's what I thought. Okay, Rega Tan said Kellen played Disco Elysium. He tells play. everyone to do you this. Tell, you, gotta, you gotta play it. What is that? It's a game. It's a game. It's, is it a fun game? I, ask him more questions about it. He'll answer. <laughs> Potatoes for Seamus said, no surge, we purge. <laughs> Grr, now we're just stuck with Kellen. Feet IRL. Grr. By the way, Brett, you're so awesome that nobody can come close to it. We all want to be as cool as you are. This Hi, feels Kellen. like, now it's getting into hyperbole to the point of sarcasm. Like, this is why you need a sarcasm detector on the internet. It's very clearly sarcasm. Um, and then he said, Hi, Kellen. Glad to see you out of the attic. Uh, I can't oh, yeah. read the rest of that. What does the rest of that say? Uh, it's good to be out. Uh, hello, Miss Mary. Bad app. The wedding was wonderful. So you guys had your wedding? I wasn't even there for it. You didn't That's, even invite me. Wow. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't invite you to my wedding that didn't happen. It was on a beach. Ah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Big yep. Dave said, maybe Gunn wants to recast Wonder Woman with Jennifer Lawrence. Hey, we could do that. She, she was the first, the first female action star. Be funny all. she's like, they've never ma made a, a, a live action Wonder Woman before. Yeah. <laughs> she, should, that, she should just turn this into like a weird type of she's, performance art. I, I was the first, like, I was the first Wonder Woman in a live action film. And they hadn't done that before because it wouldn't work. She should just lie. All She's like, I was the first woman to make a, a movie on digital. And just uh, just make up things that she's accomplished from now on. Make that part of who she is. She had she had a story yesterday where she said that she was like they had never done a female action um, yeah. star. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. <laughs> Big Dave. There's a um, there's a giant billboard in Louisville with Jennifer Lawrence's face on it. And it's, oh really? It's a little bit frightening when you yeah, when you drive what into the city. What is it advertising? It's Jennifer just, Lawrence. It's advertising it's her. Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this funny. is Jennifer City or something like that. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, but you can tell she probably has a lot of disdain for her hometown. I bet you she does. Yeah. They're all backwards and Well, immature. not only that, she has disdain for anything that she did in the past, mm -hmm. like before the last three years, I bet. Yep. Uh, I'm surprised Big Dave actually commented something. Oh, yes. You noticed that? Yes. Back to his regular name and commented. Thank you, Big Dave. Caper2x said, because she was the first female superhero actor. <laughs> yes, yeah. Caper2x said, another DC flaming story, Brett. 
LOL, make mine Marvel. Look, I cover it. We cover it because I want them to do well. I don't like having to rag on them, but I will say that whether I like it or not, him making the choice to start over is a bold decision that I think they need a bold decision right now because there's too many loose ends connected to too many things that have rubbed too many people the wrong way. Meaning like, yes, you've got these great moments in other movies that worked out that people are fond of, but there's so much that connects all of it together that you you can't get the taste of the original Justice League movie out of people's mouth. It was that bad. Right. The the original cut of it. You can't get the the polarizing nature of Batman versus Superman out of people's uh you know out of people's minds. You have a lot of baggage there. Starting over might be the best option. I don't know. I would certainly still love to see those other actors in in the in those roles. But maybe you could do that with certain ones that are young enough in Elseworlds type stories like Batman with Robert Pattinson. The problem is they've already been shown to be in part of a connected universe. So removing them from that connected universe and putting them off on their own is a much harder sell because they started in one place and went to another. It's a lot easier to take somebody from like an Elseworlds type story and write in a way to attach them to the rest of a connected universe than it is to take somebody who's part of a connected universe and detach them from everything because people will be clamoring for, you know, uh, cameos and for people to show up in these movies. An Easter egg. An Easter egg. I hate Easter eggs. I, <laughs> I know a lot of people love the Easter eggs, but I, I, I hate when it's not done intelligent, like when it's when it's shoehorned in. Not the comic Easter eggs. I hate the movie Easter eggs mm-hmm. when they reference previous projects, but they do it in a really dumb way. Yeah. I'm, I just feel bad for Henry Cavill because I know. he seems so excited you to be welcomed back. You mentioned Gal Gadot. She was she said it and him. I feel worse for him because like, he just like yeah. worked so hard to, to keep, you know, imagine being in that good a shape all no. the time. All the Marvel actors complain about how they get in this amazing shape right. just for the role and then they let their body go all the all the you know right away as soon as they're done. Henry Cavill's just always ripped. Well, he was in The Witcher. I mean, he was also in other projects. He was in, the in Mission Possible. Yeah, and he was also yeah. So he's he's got his roles. He was in The Man from Uncle before that. But a lot of those don't require him to be that big. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a beefy dude. All Gal Gadot has to look forward to now uh, that I am aware of Cleopatra are okay. Yeah. Um, there's a Netflix thing called Heart of Stone and the Disney she, movie that's coming out next and Snow week. White. And the woke race swapped <laughs> Rachel Zegler <laughs> Snow White. Movie. Uh, remember, uh, Ray, uh, Jenna Ortega can make a whole career off not being as awful as Rachel Zegler. I'm, I'm counting on it. That's what I want. Yeah, you. But I'm I'm surprised you confused them for each other. I did. I did. Like I. Well, I was like, that's where I got the idea. I'm like I I can I confuse Rachel Zegler and Jenna Ortega, and I'm like, well. If she's not, then maybe she can make her career on just not being as annoying as Rachel Zegler. Caber2x said, Kellen, you are a true Marvelite. <laughs> welcome. We welcome. Would you agree Thank with that? Um, I mean, I lean towards Marvel than DC, but that's because I've yet to seen something to pull what, me in from DC. What, what character were you talking about that was more relatable from Marvel? That, that you felt got their powers like Ant-Man? Are we talking Ant-Man in the movies or are we talking something else? Like from- Spider-Man, um, Tony Stark... Um, I mean, Tony Stark is just Batman, but better. I'm not not better to me, but better better executed on screen lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, most of the original Avengers, I would say. 
um, Captain America. Even I thought that first movie was fantastic. See, I didn't like. The, I like. I liked the, the, the second two. I liked Winter Soldier and I liked Civil War. I f- I found the first one extremely yeah, I like, predictable. Maybe and maybe that's just a difference of what we yeah. like in the movies. I like seeing them become the hero. Well, so and that's that's because so do I. Like as I said, they need to go back to like they need to prove that they can make good origin stories again yeah. before they go back to to trying to make these movies so interconnected. And that's the problem, right? Everyone kept clamoring for this stuff. The problem is they don't have the storytelling ability to do it effectively. And I don't like to be fair. I don't like most of the cameos in the shows and stuff. Like I like. Seeing Wong in the in the Marvel stuff, but it's not like he's there for any uh, really impactful amount of time when he shows up on all of these shows. Right. It's just a little thing done to connect them. But here's the other thing: is DC is doing this with much bigger names, so it's a lot harder to get a Ben Affleck, a Jason Momoa, a Henry Cavill, or a Gal Gadot, or even a Zachary uh, Zachary Levi is not really in that in, in that category. It's a lot harder to get them to just pop in for an appearance than it is to get the actor who plays Wong. To yeah. make an appearance in a show, he's a great actor. If you guys haven't seen uh, Marco Polo, the show, I think mm-hmm. he was the one from Marco Polo um, on Netflix was a highly underrated series. Uh, like, it's a lot harder to get actors of that caliber to do so to come in and just pop in for appearances. I would have loved for them to do something with Joe Manganiello's Deathstroke to have him appear in a bunch of the different. Uh, stuff that they're making right now, but they're not doing that either. That was another big waste of talent was not using him as Deathstroke. That's what they should have done. They should have done Batman versus Deathstroke uh, or the Ark- the assault on Arkham storyline for the mm. Ben Affleck solo Batman movie. Um, let's continue the Super okay. Chess later. All right. So, guys, this story, I, I don't, we weren't live when we covered this the first time. So there's this writer for, she was on the show Grey's Anatomy. Her name's Elizabeth Finch. And earlier this year, it was in, did I get that right? It was Elizabeth Finch, right? Yeah, yeah Elizabeth Finch. With an S. Elizabeth with an S. And basically, she was under, they, they started an investigation in like May or June where they they found out that she lied or they suspected that she lied about having cancer. You mean this uh, last and, year? No, th- this all summer, I know this is, past summer. Well, actually, she she had to take leave from the Grey's Anatomy writer's room in March this year. This investigation was already underway earlier this year. Where yeah, they, I know, but she, she had to leave the yeah. show before that in March. Yeah, but she was on leave. She was on leave because they were doing an investigation. Now she's admitting what happened here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They started yeah. the investigation way earlier than that, though. In in earlier this year, earlier than March? May or June, in about like earlier than March. Oh well, it, I, it was a long time ago that we covered yeah. this, basically. <laughs> so what happens here is she told a lie and it got her a job on Grey's Anatomy. I also have an interesting, conclu- I've made an interesting conclusion that's funny to this. So basically, she says, "I told the lie when I was 34 years old, and it was the biggest mistake of my life. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger and got buried deeper and deeper inside me." She says uh, she was she took a leave of absence earlier this year after allegations swirled that she concocted her supposedly debilitating health crisis for attention and was placed under investigation following the explosive news. The so big- you say that she did this. She created all of these lies about having a cancer diagnosis, having an abortion, kidney loss, her brother's suicide, all of this stuff. To impress Shonda Rhimes the, and get a job writing for Grey's Anatomy, the brother's suicide one I do not know oh, S word. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's exactly fair, right? Like she just had Munchausen. I would have to go back to the original article uh, that that we covered when we talked about it. But they referenced that Shonda, that she knew that basically that Shonda Rhimes liked to hire people that had dealt with their own issues because they felt it made the writing more real 
if it was something that you remember, they, they love this concept, right? They love the concept that you can't write something unless you've experienced it. Mm-hmm. Okay. She didn't write a story about Munchausen's. She wrote a story about cancer, which she didn't have. She's actually the proof that you don't need to have lived through something to write about it well. The episodes she wrote, from what I understand, are all very, very highly regarded. Yeah. Uh, so All she- I know is she she published a bunch of personal essays in different publications like Elle, The Hollywood Reporter, Shonda Land, which is Shonda Rhimes's Production company. Yeah, yeah. production company. And then they were adapted into storylines for Grey's Anatomy, she which is like the, the crazy fan gone to its natural conclusion she was that good of a she was that she her imagination was so you almost good. have to applaud her. I, that's what i'm saying like it throws cold water on the argument that you need to live through something to write about it you don't you need to do a lot of research well i guarantee right. you she talks about this she went she did a lot of research into these conditions so that she could fake it in a way it almost seems like she doesn't regret what she did when when in some of these quotes she said uh that she misses it. She misses uh, the family on Grey's Anatomy, even though she was lying to them the whole time. This one uh, line from the article of, like, the more recent article said, of her time at Grey's, days where she taped a dummy catheter to her arm and mm. shaved her hair to feign that she was undergoing chemotherapy she now says, I really miss it. I miss my fellow writers. One of the things that makes it so hard is they did really rally around a false narrative that I gave. She only misses <laughs> the, the attention. attention that yeah. they gave her, and she's only sorry, seemingly, that she got caught. She doesn't have a, a thought in the world of how they feel about being duped by somebody. Like Whether you like it or not, I don't know Like if you guys have experienced anything like this. Uh, I know this from my own issues, right? Like substance abuse problems. Whether you want to admit it or not, your actions have consequences for the people around you like you think you're only hurting yourself you're not at the very least you're causing a certain level of emotional expenditure from the people around you the ones that care about you it takes emotional you know it takes an emotional range and you go through a lot of things worrying about somebody that's struggling or suffering to do this to people and not be more upset by your own actions is kind of a point it wasn't just what what i can't get over it's not just one lie no like it, 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 it is gets specific. progressively there's details like the type of cancer yeah. she chose to have mm-hmm. i'm like i don't know what she expected like so i'm reading that i have the article here it says uh I, I don't know how to pronounce this type of cancer but it's difficult to treat and it's uh it's of the spine i believe yeah. and it's very difficult to treat like there's only one end result here is that she would have ended up having to die Mm-hmm. So like I don't know what she was thinking, right? If why would she choose such an aggressive chondrocytic? Well, it, it's choosing cancer. the the short term reward of getting attention and and care from the people around you, but then not thinking about the long term consequence, yeah. which is that like eventually is this is going to catch up to you. It is an addiction, which she's going like a weird form of addiction. She's addi- she's addicted to the to the sympathy to the yeah. to the attention. And now she and claims I feel for her, that but she claims crap. that she only behaved this way and concocted all of these lies because of her own trauma. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she, you're and right. her PTSD and anxiety. You're right. And she's depression. not sorry her that brother. she did it. She's sorry that she got caught because what she's saying is yes, 
I did these things, but it's because it's not my fault. It's because of my brother. I love that's right? my favorite. But I feel like how are we supposed to even believe that? That's why I'm just like throwing it in with the rest of her lies. What makes that true? Why are we supposed to believe that you got a diagnosis with any of the following like medical trauma, depression, PTSD, anxiety, when the rest of the diagnoses that you've said you have have been false. So uh, imagine, but imagine the one about her brother, right? So she lies about her brother, uh, basically taking his own life. That's such an easy thing to check. Yeah. That, that's, that's insane. Like I get it. I get it. You're you're wanting for attention, and they basically the the doctor who evaluates her uh, armchair evaluates her basically points out says she's addicted to like getting attention through uh, you know alternative means. She doesn't want to ask somebody, please pay attention to me, please do this. She needs to get it through self defeating means. Yeah. But what will the consequences be for her? Because it doesn't seem like she broke any laws. No. I, also. He, I mean, she'll be fired. I'm guessing. She'll yeah, be she's fired, she's not going to be welcomed back into this industry. But it would also she's be... also like a very talented writer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, go you can't write. Trust her anymore. She could I write mean... under a pen name. She could she could write scripts. On... A lot of people would say, "What is the substantive difference between creating all of these scripts for Grey's Anatomy yeah. that dramatize medical traumatic situations and present them to the public for their consumption yeah. when they're like." Stuffing their face with junk food on the couch. Yeah. And what Elizabeth Finch did, which is really the same thing, but she just exposed these fake stories to less people. Yeah. As uh, her own. Uh, it's, I don't know. I don't think. It, like it's one is much, art and one is. One is 100% bakery. art and one is not try, like going and gaining sympathy are, points from other people. Yeah, those are real people that you're you're forcing to care about you in a way that. He's like going through something traumatic. I don't know if you've ever had a family member that's been through something, uh, struggled through something really, really bad health related or even a coworker. You're with them because you developed an emotional connection with them because you've worked long hours together. Yeah. Writers rooms are, can be extremely close. Another thing that I think is really interesting is think about this on a daily basis. I tend to wonder sometimes like how much people even notice about other people because people tend to be so kind of wrapped up in their own worlds. Like to be, to, to make that, to have that many lies on top of each other that have that many intellectual inconsistencies that they finally started to notice feels like it would have had to have been an insane amount of them just to even get. Well, imagine the stress too. Like she put on her coworkers, but be like, how dare you like doubt that a woman has cancer? Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is coming from the culture really that we can't question other people's trauma because it's invalidating right. yep. and you have to celebrate people's trauma and put them on a pedestal based on whatever hardships they've experienced and then spin it into a script to sell it. That's what this, this is a consequence of the commodification of trauma. Yep. Well, of any type of victimhood culture not, right. not, just, not just that just that kind of trauma but anything that makes you feel special and even where it now, happens to you rather even than now when you're caught in the lie of all of this fabricated trauma that you've gone through you still have a way to manipulate and twist it into a new victimhood well, narrative it reminds me of like a kleptomaniac like someone who starts off by stealing a candy bar and then by the, you know two years later it's like entire backpacks full of high-end garments yeah. right that's what this reminds me of she got away with a little thing and then she just ran with it and, and that's I why there's like 15 different serious health 
issues that she was lying about. Yeah. Also, she the, the maybe the most abhorrent part was the uh, where she lied about that her cancer diagnosis uh, forced her to have an abortion, and she did this during the political tensions as they were rising. That mm-hmm. is evil. She's sick. I, I mean, that's what I get from this. Like no healthy person mentally would go on with this. Um, she's ill. Yeah. So, and here's the other thing. I, I have a lot of sympathy for going through that. It's just, it's the amount of other people, you know, all, all people that are traumatized uh, and acting out are liable to hurt somebody else uh, in some way, shape or form, especially like when you're self-destructing and this is just a strange form of self-destruction, right. but it does speak to like great art comes from trauma, right? She sure. created, I, I wouldn't know if I'd call episodes of Grey's Anatomy great art, but certainly um, corporatized above average network television art can be done. And I'm sick of the argument that you have to have lived something to write about it because clearly your imagination is a very very powerful this is tool. the ultimate proof yes. against that claim yes. that yeah in order to accurately represent something traumatic you had to have experienced it yourself clearly that's not true and we've gone to this ugly length to prove that and there was also i think like sure uh, she was divorced from her partner and her partner like it, it came out because her partner basically they, they contacted her and they're she's like no none of this is happening like it's mm. that's just that's bonkers dude. Well, it reminds me of like if you ever see like a traumatic event on the news and they start trying to interview people yeah and it's like a person that was there and experienced it and they can't a lot of times they turn into memes because they tell such an ex- like exaggerated version of the story or they can't get their words out so like i agree with you mary it's like, like me on the show sometimes your experience has really means nothing in terms of being able to tell a good story Mm -hmm. because there's so many people that are like live through the worst possible things you can imagine and they can't even get it out for one reason or the other you know know? guys i think the case of elizabeth finch is so interesting more interesting than all the seasons of Grey's anatomy combined they should just make a spin-off about her it's gonna be a netflix documentary finch it's yeah i'm sure it will be (laughs) And until they wring this sponge completely dry, call it uh, uh, Finch's fibs. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio woman. Uh, like, I don't like to rag on somebody because she's very clearly sick, but it's right. like uh, it's it's that much manipulation in the workplace that's kind of crazy to me. And it is one of those things where, like you said, they've come, they've um, turned all trauma into a commodity into a form of currency in their industry. And maybe it's particularly worse there than it is in other in other places, but it proves like the type of person that go not proves. It signals to the type of person that goes and looks to work in that industry. Plus, she's already a writer, she's already naturally likely creative, so it's just you're creative and then you also have this uh, problem and it leads to bad, bad, bad things. Right. Here are some reactions to this new piece on Twitter. One person who actually, I think, is a writer and producer for The Witcher and Vampire Diaries yeah, said, uh, for the record, we all thought she was dying of cancer. Like, this person worked with Elizabeth Finch. Sorry if I don't buy a redemption arc dictated from her quaint Topanga Canyon front porch. And another person said that Elizabeth Finch was responsible for writing the worst episode of the entire series of Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I don't know which episode that one I don't was. Know what I, they about. said season fifteen, episode nineteen. Uh, but basically, like 
people are grossed out that this content is still public. Yeah. That she wrote. Well, I mean, I, I don't, don't care. Really, that doesn't that. really bother me. Yeah. But like, it, but it I'm does... sure like the censor happy people are saying yeah. like we should get rid of all the episodes she was involved in. I Those think... people don't have an argument. It's it's the people she worked with that should feel outraged. She shouldn't still have a job after this, is my opinion. But for the yeah, I no, mean, give her more work. Just just well, don't I believe think, anything she says. I think it's, I mean, she can never miss a day of work, and she can never claim that I, she's sick again. I think going under a pen name is probably a genius move for her going forward. She's obviously a talented writer. She's got a wild imagination, and I think she could create good art. But yeah, like Elmore in a Finch. workplace on a cast, yeah, I, I don't know anymore. She can go by Ellen Finch or Elmore Finch. Elmore. Go by Elmore Finch. And Do you guys think this is like psychopath behavior? I think like having no remorse, no empathy. I mean, I see. More, I feel like I see more of that every day of people who just don't want well, to. When they get caught, they're not sad that they got caught. They're just sad that, or they're not sad that they're that they got caught. You know what I'm saying, right? Just, they're not. Uh, they're not actually guilty. They just are sad that they got caught. Yeah, My brain's so not like, today. do you think that she's like a psychopath for? No, oh no, no, this, I, or she's, she's just like sick in the head. Well, in another in way, psychopathy is sick, right? So, you know, on, in this article, it says uh, there's most likely an underlying personality disorder. Yeah, yeah. So she's sick, but psychopathy yeah. is being sick. You know? Yeah, true. My brain is not working today. That's okay, Brett. <laughs> Why not? Happens know. to the best. Because you're drinking a mini monster. No, you need a no, you need one of the I big versions. Any I think they're actually yesterday. the same size. I'm, my brain is not working today. It's very, very interesting. Maybe I'm sick. It's like the third cloudy day in a row. <laughs> Maybe I should go to the doctor and see if I've got a condition. Okay. <laughs> You're, what is there a condition, doctor, for brain doesn't work some days? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't say that word on YouTube. <laughs> so. Fair enough. We got some super chats. Wayward Soul said, Batman and Robin 66 would figure out the URL mystery from the Batman way quicker. Riddler wouldn't make that mistake to the bat computer. To the bat computer. Bro Cody said Wonder Woman 3 canceled. Now I'll never know if the good guys win and the bad guys lose. Uh, also, there's, but this also means that there's a 100% chance that Wonder Woman won't like R word another guy. So that's good mm -hmm. that that won't happen. She won't uh, allow somebody to just pretend to be her ex-lover and then have sex with him and not admit that that wasn't actually him and she basically used him. Dane Font said, he says it to everyone, don't feel special, LOL. For what? Who says About what? Uh, Regatan oh, telling yeah. everyone Do, to play You should feel Elysium. special, though. You mm. should feel special. Well, Just not you. about that, specifically. Kara May thank said, you, Kellen needs to do an ad break for Ghost Shirt. Ghost Shirt? Is that like Ghost, ghost Bed? Ghost Shirt. Promo code BOO. <laughs> Promo code Have you guys talked about the Ghost Bed on here? No. no? I, all, the only thing I know is that Wesley kept saying dude it. it is the best it's a uh, ghost shirt it's not even there ghost bed it's so comfortable <laughs> it makes you a little bit scared <laughs> am i is my brain just not here to, i don't know what the frick is going on that's uh, how i felt when you said what did you say at the beginning of the show i don't freaking Kaba know <laughs> Some oh kibosh kibosh is that yiddish that's a word i don't it's a type of it's, sausage kibosh that's a kielbasa <laughs> okay that's it's a different thing <laughs> Okay. Why do I remember Kielbasa, but I can't talk like a normal human being today? I ask you. Chill. <laughs> Bad App said, fake news. I have the receipts from the wedding. Also, tell Tim I'm sorry I said he blew it. Yay is off his rocker. Yeah, but Shane Cashman would disagree. Yeah. Yeah, go go read Shane Cashman's piece on TimCast.com, uh, actually. We need Yay and Finch to get together on something. <laughs> <laughs> she can write the Yay movie. 
That'll be good. That would be good. She's like, yay, do you know your lines? Yeah, 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 I'm good. And they just completely goes off tangent. Let's like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, they have like, uh, they write out all the storyboards to get it all ready. And of course, only Kanye can play Kanye in the Kanye movie. Like, I'm here for it. By the way, I've listened to more Kanye since I found out what a nutcase he is. It's like, it's kind of perfect, mar- it's kind of proof of marketing, right? Like, yeah. like I haven't, I, I listen to him like once in a while, but now because he's on the brain, because he's been in the news so much recently, I'm like, oh, I'll listen to some of that old stuff. I need to stop watching YouTube said the line should be discussing genocide, not Hitler. For, for what? yay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't really been keeping up with all the things that he's saying, but it just keeps getting worse. <gasps> High Voltage 75 yeah. said ordering pizza, pick the toppings crew. Kellen? Uh, I'm usually a sausage bacon kind of guy. Okay. Uh, I usually get spinach. Oh. Is that horrible? I don't know if I can work with you anymore. I get I get spinach, mushrooms, oh. and uh, heirloom tomatoes. Oh, that's not even pizza. Yes, it is. What do you mean? Barely. Yeah, right. Uh, pe- I'm a veggie person. <laughs> I, I like veggie pizza. Pepperoni and green olive. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. No pineapple for me. I like olive too. Pineapple for you guys? I haven't tried it before. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm not against it, but I don't normally eat it. Yeah, I, I like that. Like we, we refuse to take a hardline stance on pineapple. <laughs> like I don't have strong opinions on this. No strong opinions on pineapple. Well, you know, I do like pineapple generally speaking. Yeah. It's only. I just think debating pineapple on pizza is chuggy, so I won't do did it. Did you see the? Did you see the picture of the guy who put like may- who puts mayonnaise on pizza? Oh. Ew. And the, and the meme says it's like it says like pineapple and non-pineapple pizza eaters. We must come together to defeat this abomination. What? Do you guys yeah. like dipping your pizza in ranch dressing? Never will. No. Oh, I don't like anything good. with ranch. Ranch really? is awful. Oh. I don't eat ranch. Yeah. Mm. Is that like a regional thing? Mm. Tacti Plati said, we need Mary to go off on Bionicle and it's lore. <laughs> I, saw, I saw your meme earlier. My meme. My right? may-may. <laughs> I, I, I posted this meme on my Instagram story that said like, it was like Mike Wazowski spurking out and he was like, saying uh like me explaining bionicle lore to my <laughs> wife's boyfriend <laughs> or whatever um no i don't know much about bionicle lore in reality it's just i i watched the first bionicles movie the other day and um it's a great little like 90 minute classic of the See? 2000s everybody everybody is liable to be more uh, forgiving of a movie if it's short and gets you out of there That's true. in and out <laughs> I need to stop watching YouTube said, not a Nazi, but the fear reveals a lot. We should be able to at least discuss Hitler. The real tragedy would be discussing genocide. No excuse for that one. Wait, we're not supposed to discuss genocide? Uh, no, I saying, guess. What are we talking about? Like, I, I, or maybe he means condoning. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. But I don't think you should, should be condone condemned. either. I, I, well, I also think plenty of people talk about Hitler. I mean, that's that's such a popular i don't think those two topics can be completely separated yeah <laughs> that's true too i like i don't know anyone who's going around i mean did he say something about like gen- maybe i'm just not keeping good? up and he said something uh, certain uh, events uh, historical events he doesn't oh, believe yeah. in yeah no, maybe okay. that's what it is i don't I, know I, I hear all that and i just think it's just publicity like oh yeah yeah bad up said <laughs> f mary kill Domino's, Pizza Hut, Papa John's. These are not good options. Well, you marry Papa John because he's been here. Uh, I kill Pizza Hut, tolerate Papa John's. 
kill Domino's. I like That's all three tough. of them. Because Pizza Hut has the most sauce out of the three. You know what's the best? Sabaro. Yeah. No. Mall. Mall, pi- mall, than a pizza. Nice mall pizza. Mall pizza. I used to. I, I. Where I lived in Minnesota, there was an Arby's connected with Sabaro on like a wow. street, not oh, in a really? mall. It was the greatest thing ever. Have you ever seen I've the seen Taco that. Bell KFC combos? Mm-hmm. Taco oh, Bell KFC are... and Long John Silver's. That's a thing too. Wow. All three. Super power. Long John Silver's and A and W do the. I've never had A and That's kind of gross. Good. Is it? <laughs> Good app. By the way, none of those are the good pizzas, but like I, I do think that people tend to get very, very pretentious when it comes to pizza. Like I had a lot of friends in Minnesota when we would talk about like we'd have like we would do the Christmas party every year, like us and our friends, and they'd talk the joke would always be and we'll order crappy pizza and the idea is that you order Domino's and call it crappy because it's crappy pizza. But it's right. like you're pretentious for saying that. Well, uh, well, you know, uh, it, is. it is. I love Little Caesars more than all of those. There's a saying: "There's no good pizza south of the New Jersey Turnpike." Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. now I'm hungry. Controversial. Good Factual. app said, "Love the range of opinions and arguments pulled together by PCC. Do you ever plan to have virtual guests, critical drinker Sydney Watson, Chrissy Mayer, etc., who may not be able to join the show in person?" Likely no, not. I want to have. I, I have a hard enough time talking to people, as you found out today, guys. <laughs> I have a hard enough time talking. Sorry to, people. to shoot you down like that. But, I um, I can barely talk when they're in the room, let alone if it's virtual. I would rather have them here to actually have that discussion, and uh, I, I think that works better. But I am glad on days like today where we have. I wish I was able to make more coherent arguments and sound like an actual fully grown adult. But getting pushed back and talking about this stuff is always fun when people have a, a range of things that they believe. We have a fun guest tomorrow as well, so you can look forward to that. Very excited about that. Potatoes for Seamus said, Brett, that was all a compliment, bro. We <laughs> care about you, man. No sarcasm. <laughs> Meant it was all a great compliment for a great person like you. See what he said? Compliment twice in the thing, and it feels it still feels a bit like sarcasm. A little bit. Thank you, man. <laughs> Johnny Derp said to say she must have trauma to lie cheapens those with actual struggles. It is possible for a woman to be a bad person without an excuse. That is all. Did we say she had? Tra- I, I don't know if that's. A- she excuse. said that she had she said, yeah. PTSD <laughs> that caused her to make up all of these. Lies. And that was the part where it's like she she got me in the beginning when she's like, uh, what I did was wrong. I make no excuses for it. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Only I make no excuses she's for it. Here's but, my excuse. But. <laughs> this happened, and I'm like, no. oh, you were doing so well there for, like, the first two minutes. Yeah. Let's move on and get back to the Super Chats right. later. We want to talk about Harry and Meghan, Ooh. quite sexistly titled Harry first. Netflix docuseries. <laughs> Why is Harry the first one named in the title? Because Very of, misogynist, because if you ask me. patriarchy. Yes, yeah, because the patriarchy is going to patriarchy. Um, and I wish that we could react to the trailer for this docuseries with you guys. It was released on Monday. It was absolutely ridiculous. And they already were coming in with the race baiting. And the narration basically had uh, Harry saying that uh, the media comes after all of the women who marry into the royal family. And it just seemed like it was going to be a victimhood pity party from the very beginning. And that's what it is. They released the first three episodes today and the next three extremely underwhelming, boring episodes are going to come out next week. Do you think he asks permission to get something from the fridge? Yep. (laughs) I think he does. Do you think that Prince Harry... Sleeps on the couch. No, no, no. I think that she gets like she gets like the most of the bed and he gets a corner. 
He gets like, like no blankets. She gets yeah. She gets the blankets, <laughs> and uh, and he definitely he like asks permission to like eat before dinner. He's mm-hmm. so beta. Like when I look at any of the pictures of them together, it looks like she's running the show, mm-hmm. and that's also how it looks in this docu series. He looks totally spaced out. He looks like a zombie. He's just following orders. Let's play the. Cl- we can play at least play this. Yeah, clip let's from TMZ. let's play this clip that shows how Meghan Markle really feels about the UK. Don't uh, don't copyright us, bro. Please. Very different to be a minority but not be treated as a minority right off the bat. But obviously now people are very aware of my race because they made it such an issue when I went to the UK. But before that, most people didn't treat me like a black woman. So that talk didn't have to happen for me. What I think she just tacitly admitted is that America is better than Britain. Thank you. No, I I think that she's actually (laughs) just showing her disdain for the public in the UK, actually. Meghan Markle, who treated you differently or discriminated against you for your race in the UK back when you moved there? I think that the media coverage around her and Harry was almost completely positive until they started ramping up the hypocrisy over the years and showing their contempt for the public for the royal family and his background and for the media. And now they're using this docuseries to frame it like the bad racist media and the bad racist royal family and the horrible racist public of the UK forcefully drove us out of our own country. And now we have to go live as exiles pretending to be like the Kardashians in in America. With Oprah. Yeah, like going on Oprah, taking yeah. multi-million dollar deals with Netflix, with mm-hmm. Spotify, they also making the, the absolute most of their public status. They also just won an award for anti-racism like oh, last week. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah, because wow. they what like what did they do? They what did they accomplish? They complained about racism. Therefore, here's your award on anti-racism. And there was this incredibly like manipulative part of the docuseries that I read about where they showed this young girl who was black saying that she hopes that Harry and Meghan's public relationship will like... I have to go find the the quote, but it was incredibly manipulative. It was about like improving race relations in Britain. She wanted to be Kate Middleton, Princess Diana, so badly, yeah. and it, it and it just for whatever reason, she claimed it was because everyone's racist, right? Yep. But it, it just didn't happen for her. So when that when the game didn't go her way, her and Harry decided to quit. But they, you know, they framed it at the time as like we don't want to be in the public's eye all the time. But then yet why they were did always you sign the, the deal yeah. with Netflix? Why did you Spotify. go on Oprah? Why did you Spotify, right? If you guys were so concerned about the public life and you guys wanted a nice little quiet cottage, you guys are choosing to go out and put yourselves at the forefront of everybody. And it was weird. I I was watching the first 10 minutes of the documentary earlier today, just the first episode. And and it's... It's kind of cute. You know, they're showing them how they met. But at the same time, I'm like, wait, they met who on cares? They met on Instagram. So let this they be. They did? A, they let, yeah, let this no. be a message. I, I who read, slipped I, into I, whose DMs? I, did, I didn't get that far. I, I just know that they said they met in, on Instagram. So let this be known, Yikes. guys. Like, shoot your shot. You may end up with. Uh, Meghan uh, Markle. Uh, or, yeah, I mean. I, I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder if he slid into yeah. Meghan Markle's DMs or yeah. the other way around. 
The thing is, like, it's so obvious from Meghan Markle's past career in blue-collar acting and modeling, basically, that she wanted to go in and manipulate Harry, the beta cuck that he is, into being her show dog and, her like, riding on the coattails of that family name all the way to the status of fame that she's at now. They wanted all of the notoriety and fame and privilege that comes with being royals, but then shrugged off all of the responsibilities yeah. and expectations, meaning they wanted to be what the Kardashians are, and yet they're still a, like a sad, pitiful excuse for the Kardashians, the Kardashians yeah. which is, I, I can't think of like... Uh, a lower insult and <laughs> Pierce Morgan has been lambasting them on Twitter. He has a funny hatred for Meghan Markle that I actually he even words it very cleverly. Um, here's one of his tweets. He said, disgusting how they're repeatedly trying to brand Britain a racist country. Most tolerant place in Europe as all the coverage of their engagement and wedding showed. And he called this docuseries a nauseatingly self-serving, narcissistic, rehashed wine-a-thon and published a piece this morning in the New York Post, which he titled, Meghan and Harry are the royal version of the Kardashians, only with less class, loyalty, or brains. Which is absolutely true. Uh, currently, his avi on Twitter is a picture of him with Queen Elizabeth as well. And he's saying that they're dishonoring her memory only a few months after her death. I suppose they couldn't have foreseen that since this has been in production since yeah. 2020. Actually, here, here's something really interesting, a little bit of trivia about this docuseries. It was directed by a woman named Liz Garbus, who directed The Handmaid's Tale. Perfect. Oh, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. It's so fitting wow. for Meghan Markle's dramatized victimhood narrative about how she was treated so unfairly and cruelly oppressed while being a literal princess. If it was really that bad, then why did they have to put so much... Why did they have to put all this fake footage in the documentary? Yeah, um, the the stock footage. I, I saw this on Twitter right. maybe a day or two ago with all this stock footage that has. Yeah, they just took it from like other Netflix shows. I think one of the uh, the things they got was from like a Trump related thing. I know exactly where they got the stock footage. Let me let me tell you guys for the trailer. Netflix, I guess, was on crunch time, even though this has been in production for two years now. They didn't know where to get footage that would show them being, you know, swarmed by paparazzi as they claim they are. Um, but, but they needed to to put forth this this framing that the paparazzi is invading their privacy and they're on the run all the time from the public eye. So they got footage from, firstly, a Harry Potter movie premiere in 2011. They got some footage of paparazzi photographing a British model named Katie Price as she was going into a court hearing. <laughs> <laughs> they got an overhead shot of Harry and Meghan and their baby looking like they were getting spied on, but it actually came from a pool of three photographers that were specifically hired to photograph them while they were on a visit to Cape Town to meet an archbishop there. Nothing in the world is real if you're seeing it on a computer screen or a TV screen. And the Trump thing you mentioned, yeah. Kellen, 
was footage of Trump's former lawyer, Mike Cohen, getting swarmed, getting in the car while he was on the way to prison. Stolen valor. Not even from the UK. Well, you guys know why I, I figured it out, why they had to use all this fake footage. It's because the paparazzi are so racist. They didn't want to take photos. Yeah, they, they, so were, they were afraid they, of like... They didn't like, want to take photos of them. They didn't want to swarm them. It, it, what it, her behavior to me loathe as I am to kind of single her out here. It kind of feels like how people talk about, you can get a thousand nice things said about you online, but you'll focus on the yeah. three, on the three negative ones. Mm -hmm. And it feels like people like her specifically have made a, an entire business model out of taking the few negative ones and making that your entire identity and your personality. You just have to bag a, a, a totally. literal prince. But it's because well. she's a narcissist and mm -hmm. to narcissists, any attention, negative or positive, is yeah. all the same to them. It's still a supply for that that ego that can never be satiated. Yeah. Um, and uh, in fact, from one of those uh, stock footage situations, the one where they were getting photographed by three like specifically permitted photographers in Cape Town, he came out and tweeted, "This photograph use." Photograph used by Netflix in Harry and Meghan to suggest intrusion by the press is a complete travesty. It was taken from an accredited pool at Archbishop Tutu's residence in Cape Town. Only three people were in the accredited position. Harry and Meghan agreed to the position. I was there. No, it's just a misperception of the truth. We were covering an official visit where they had taxpayer-funded protection on all the trappings. This is just nonsense. The palace was not some setup. No conspiracy here. Just lies and misuse of photos. It's turning victimhood into a business model. And to do that, you have to... What the director, I'm assuming, was doing is saying, we need to... They need to be able to visualize what they've gone through. So what if we don't have any actual evidence of that happening? We need to show them what it was like. And so what if it's not actually shots of them? Yeah. Yeah. It's a documentary. It's kind of like it'd be funnier if they did like the cold case files thing where they just get reenactments <laughs> and they have fake Megan and Harry getting into a car yeah. and, then, and then have a bunch of fake See, press passes. They're not even holding real cameras. That would be, that would be funny. awesome. I would totally watch that. A yeah. lot of the comments were disingenuously saying like they're using the stock footage to capture the vibe, like get yeah, over no, it, like chill out. And I'm sure that's what their excuse is. But don't tell me they weren't trying to get one over on ignorant viewers. Yep. Well, I think they also probably signed a deal for X amount of episodes with Netflix. And then Netflix realized, oh, my God, you guys have nothing to say. And they <laughs> right. define all this filler. They define all this filler. To there is fill time. Everyone is saying people who are reviewing this series are saying there are surprisingly few bombshell moments or right. reveals in it. It's all just kind of a nothing burger so that they can complain about how hard it is to be them. Who with no up, evidence. Who came up with the term nothing burger, I ask you? Probably uh, someone who's served a burger with nothing in it. So it says, it has been know. reported that the couple met through mutual friends, but Prince Harry reveals that he first saw a goofy Snapchat dog filter of Markle while he was scrolling through Instagram. When a mutual friend had reached out to Markle, they called him Prince Has. Oh, Markle gosh. shared, I said, who is that? After exchanging phone numbers, they met for a date. So... Good for them. So they talked about that in the first little bit of the documentary. Yeah. And apparently uh, he showed up 30 minutes late to the first date. And, yeah. Good power move by him. Yeah. You go, kid. And Megan almost got up and left. She's wow. like, oh, so this is his move, isn't it? I'm like, really? Someone's late. You guys are in a major city and someone's late. Like, that's not a surprise. And you think that's like a move? No, that could be. The guy that could playing? absolutely be a move. 
I don't know about that. Uh, people are That's for Prince Harry. Like, why does he even need that kind exactly. of leverage? Whether I actually buy that he's that forward-thinking, I'm not sure. Uh, he seems I, like a complete moron. Yeah. In fact, like after they had to, of course, address his scandal where he dressed up as a Nazi <laughs> at a party in 2005, he was like 19 or 20 years old. Dude, by the way, was- probably old enough to know that there would be consequences for doing something like that. He said uh, it's the biggest mistake he's ever made in his life, but he used it as a learning opportunity. He learning talked to, okay. Yeah, he talked to like the rabbi of London. He went on a little vacation to Berlin to Imagine, talk to Holocaust survivors. Imagine like a... Like, like aren't you so great? It's the disease but he of is such a hypocrite. It's just like, you know, a Justin Trudeau or a Gavin Newsom, right, who just can't stop dressing up as other cultures yeah. and other races. Did Ralph Northam do it too? Or was it, was it Ralph Northam he, or Gavin Newsom? I they mixed both, them up I think in they my both head. did. But, you know, what? Like, there was this story um, about Shocking. a kid in Texas years ago, I don't, maybe like five, ten years ago, uh, and he went drunk driving, and tragically uh, a few of his friends died that mm-hmm. night. And he got off on all charges because they said he was too rich to know any better. He came from such a... Actual affluenza. Exactly. And I think that's what you see from these world leaders. Like no one... All these world leaders have someone powerful that was their mother or father, Mm -hmm. right? So like Newsom, Northam, um, Harry, you know, it's like they they try to think they don't know any better. Like money has cushioned their life. They haven't actually learned any lessons. And when they do learn lessons, it's for a photo shoot. It's funny because this cushioned life is exactly what Harry is trying to call out in the rest of the royal family, but not himself. He's saying, oh yeah, there's like a huge amount of unconscious bias in the royal family. Here's exactly what he said about that. He said, it's no one's fault, but once it's been pointed out or identified within yourself, you need to make it right with education. It's awareness and constant work and progress for everyone, including me. Like... Talking about racial unconscious bias. There is nothing. Even though he's currently married to a woman of color. Like, I I just can't imagine speaking like this from your high tower when you are just as bad or worse as all of the people you are calling out. He literally dressed up as a Nazi. Telling other people that they need to educate themselves is maybe the worst thing in the entire world these days there's nothing more pretentious than telling somebody that they need to educate themselves mm-hmm. yeah. well yeah i mean it's i feel like it's a waste of your own breath like if if why then ed, if they're wrong about something then you educate them don't just be like oh educate yourself mm-hmm. like that's what are you doing there's no evidence that the royal family or the public in the uk actually has all of this unconscious bias or conscious bias against Meghan Markle for her race, though. Like, there's been no evidence of that. And any time you try to criticize her, you're accused of being racist. Right. It's insane. I think that's why the, these topics don't interest me, because it's literally so bonkers that I'm just like, why would I, why would we even want to talk about yeah. somebody who's literally, who's an actual, actually became royalty and still find something to complain about? What chance, what choice do you, I, do you or I have? And it really does kind of speak to the idea of um, your mindset controls your life you can be poor you can be extremely poor you can have nothing in life and be extremely happy 
or you can be rich, have everything and be extremely miserable. How you perceive the world around you really plays a huge role uh, in, you know, what level of happiness you have in the world. And they're clearly, mm-hmm. I almost feel bad for them in a way. Like you're never, go, I, I mean, I don't know if they're like this behind the scenes. If she's, if what she's displaying to us here is actually who she is, which I highly doubt, uh, I feel bad for her because she's never going to be happy. She's always going to be miserable. Yeah, no amount of privacy or public attention on either end of the spectrum is going to make you happy if you need validation from other people and you need sympathy in order to just like emotionally survive like even though you're an insanely privileged millionaire with the media mainly on your side and they're there to protect your reputation at all costs. And you have a PR team that also pays them to write positive articles about you. That's a real story. A lot of people also don't know that that's a thing. That like people right. get paid to write articles positive or negative about something. That's yeah. like that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just how the media No, it, it literally is proven that yeah. Meghan Markle's PR team was paying out like I think $20,000 per positive article. Sign me up. So, I mean, so I mostly agree with that statement, but I think the way to fix that if for Megan, if she's truly so concerned with people's opinion of her, is you do need to take yourself out of the busy uh, entertainment world and go live a secluded life. Don't sign a Netflix mm-hmm. deal. Don't sign a deal with Spotify. Raise your family and just meet your neighbors. Like, yeah. have a normal life. And I think over time, that's the way to do it. She will realize, oh, you know what? I don't need Hollywood, you know, but she's doing this like it's very convenient the way she's living her secluded life. You know, yeah. she's not truly diving into it. She's still holding on to the stick that's connected to the royal family. Yeah. The thing is, she lives better than all of the middle class British people that she is criticizing for mm-hmm. oppressing her or targeting her. And she's not willing to give up the notoriety she has that allows her to to whinge about it yeah. whinge, and get, and get sympathy for it. And for, for a couple that claim they value their privacy so much and they don't even show the face of their baby to the public, yet they're putting out screenshots of, of text messages, private home videos, private photos from their dates and video diaries and yeah like content including their son they are complete hypocrites for claiming that they value their privacy there are no boundaries it sounds like something somebody said like in the moment and then really regretted it later (laughs) what just what saying, was. like, ah, we really value our privacy. Like, maybe that was never meant to become as big of a thing as it did. But or maybe did. you do, but yeah. then you value the, the money more. Yeah. I don't think they know what that means. I don't think they know know what that term means. Megan's been a model. She's been an actress for how long? Harry From briefcase girl to princess. Born into the royal family. I don't think they truly know what privacy means i think what they their definition of privacy is could be completely different than what we consider a definition of privacy i think they think like oh i want to be the person that says where and when i make an appearance i don't want to be reliant on the queen or my brother-in-law um so they think they think that privacy equals control i think that's yeah and they expect the media as well as the rest of the royal family which may have conflicts of interest to protect them and their reputations at all costs 
when they have their own interests to look out for. One of the most ridiculous and egregious parts of this docuseries so far is that they made this tenuous connection to Brexit and the EU referendum that it was like happening around the same time as Harry and Meghan's wedding. I don't have that on here. Can you explain it? Like, uh, Yeah, so yeah. like there was this narration on the docuseries saying... This fairy tale is embedding itself in a nation having a pretty toxic debate <gasps> about you. the European Union. Immigration is this in this country is a very often a cipher for race. I love like you can live this is this you know what this you know we're, we're reaping the benefits of of decades of uh, humanities and liberal arts classes and colleges where you can you can verbalize and intellectualize absolutely bonkers ideas that have no basis in reality uh, and if, as long as it sounds intellectual people will buy it. They also said it was an auspicious moment Ooh, for auspicious. Britain to be trying to live out this fairy tale story of a fairy tale princess. So they're basically saying that anyone who supported Brexit was a racist. Of course. And if you wanted restrictions on immigration in Britain, then you're a racist, which also means you hate Meghan Markle because you're a racist. You're also an it's all about disdain for ordinary people and celebrity narcissism. Well, wasn't it a big deal when Harry first uh, met and said, like, hey, I'm going to marry an American? Wasn't it, like, controversial to begin with? Fairly. Like, like Meghan, you're going to have I mean, an uphill didn't Prince battle. Charles do that already? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. But I also, was, a lot of people are pointing that. this out, saying, um, you know, why is all the attention going to Harry and Meghan when we could be talking about Prince Andrew? And it's like you're actually just saying that to defend Harry and Meghan because you like Harry and Meghan, not because you want to call out the corruption yeah. in the royal family and their ties to like Jeffrey Epstein. You don't actually care about protecting the children. You care about protecting Meghan Markle. Funny, I know nothing about Kate Middleton, but I already like her. But uh, I already like her more. Oh, me too. I always have. <laughs> All right, let's go to super chats. Biddy Beastly said, "Yay, lost the plot, but Tim still blew it." Mm, I disagree. Don't know how I feel Explain. about that. Uh, what do you mean, Kellen? Oh, I disagree that Tim blew it. I think he handled that perfectly. Um, uh, in like, yeah, like, Ye's a grown ass man. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. What was Tim supposed to do? Do you feel like he was he would have walked out either it's, way? Tim was either was a few like either yeah he was gonna walk out no matter what in my opinion. But even if he didn't, Tim has a right to his opinion just like Ye has a right to his opinion. Did you see it so, coming? Oh yeah. From the moment that they didn't it. want to talk about the dinner, it seemed like it was as gonna go soon sideways. as I saw them like kind of meandering around the green room before the show even started. There was just this weird vibe about it all. Hmm. I was like, this is gonna be a weird episode. And I, I told a few a few people, I'm like, wait till they get into a topic. Like, Yay will not back down. Yep. Tim won't back down either. Right? They're both. Uh, yeah, I mean, you I, predicted yeah. that he would walk out. Oh. I thought it was going to get heated. I didn't think it was going to be that fast. I, I, you know, I told him early on. I said, "Handle him with kid gloves. He's uh, like, it'll be hard to. You have to rope him in and keep him in, and that's a very, very hard thing to do." Uh, when I, I don't see, but I disagree. I don't think he's a grown person. You don't need. You shouldn't treat him that's differently said, than you should treat anyone else. For this, I'm saying, for the sake of getting through the show, you do. I suppose whether it's the right thing to do or not is irrelevant. I'm saying sure. what you need to do to get it done. Also, uh, the funny thing about it is, for most of that. I felt like he could have like he could have waited more, but it's not an interview. 
It's not an interview. Correct. It's it's a discussion amongst people, which means everyone has the right to speak in those moments. And you know, it, whether it was Luke cutting in, whether it was right. Tim cutting in, whoever that may be, it's not an interview. Maybe maybe they should have done that. Maybe yeah. they should have done just him and him and Ye together. But that's not what happened. And I don't believe that that matters. And Alex Jones is now basically coming out and said the same thing that happened here happened on his show. They hashed out different ideas before Durant, the show Durant. started. They said, and then we'll get into the news. We'll get into about these certain subjects. Both times, Ye was like, both on Tim Cast and on Alex Jones, he's like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And he was very like happy and outgoing. Then the cameras turn on. Feels like performance Boom. art to me. Yeah. It feels like one day we're going to find out that there was like secret cameraman filming the whole time that we didn't know about. And it's all going to be done as like an installation at an art gallery. Like a psyop. Yeah. Before, yeah. yeah. Bobcat said, pro tip, go to the Timcast merch store and get an R pillow for that special someone for Christmas. Yes, you could do that. What's an R pillow? Uh, You've seen it. There's like, one in the green room. Wait, what? It's the it's the pillow that's like my oh, pillow. But it's, oh, uh, I was like confusing it with pillow. Mike Lindell's. Well, it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Commie pillow. Quiet Inari said ranch is mayo, buttermilk, and herbs. I still don't like it. It's delicious. I think it's gross. But I don't looking. think it's mayo. I... It's just it's just like goop. It's just gross. Goop. But so is ketchup. I don't like ketchup either. I love ketchup. Ketchup's fine. It's, I like, goop, it's, it's goopy though. I will eat I ketchup on burgers and that's I it. guess I have unconscious mm. bias. Mm. <laughs> like uh we are the we are the Meghan Markle haters of, of ranch and <laughs> <laughs> at least not for pizza. Waffle Sensei said, you can give your PC answers on pineapple pizza. If you want to win an election, you're going to have to buckle down <laughs> and take a hard stance. Uh, I, I haven't tried it before. I can't give a hard stance, but I will eventually. I hereby plan to introduce policy that eradicates all pineapple pizza legislation. Is it that bad? I have no I, I, I don't like it, but that's because it's the it, best pineapple. Uh, not, not a fan. Tacti Platy said best pineapple pizza is from Lido's Pizza. Absolute fire. So he's pro, like, yeah. he, he's like a no, le he wants no regulation, pineapple <clears throat> pizza on everything, no rules. The pineapple industrial complex will work hand in hand with the avocado industrial complex to take all of us out. You know, pineapple eats you, right? What? what? Yep. What do you mean? It, uh, it's the acidity in it digests. Like it will eat at you as you. Is eat that it. supposed to make me want to eat it? It's also it poisonous when it's not ripe. Hmm. So no regulations on pineapples. Regulations. You see, this big pineapple listen, or big avocado? Are, the big problem. Who bought you? Who bought you off? Like what lobbyist of part of the pineapple industrial complex bought you off to make? Do you those think comments? big pineapple and big avocado? Oh no, they would be asking for hand. less regulations. Well, there's definitely Never mind. Big banana. <laughs> Alex making beds and yes chairs also said Mary I tweeted you a video about Balenciaga check it check I it. will after the show it's funny some other people were like when uh, when we covered the last Balenciaga thing I think Michael Knowles did a video about the one that we covered which is the pictures from the art auction yeah. and he had to blur out basically the whole picture because it was so disgusting really? and it's just it gets more infuriating every day that i can like hear people like defending like they're defending Meghan markle <laughs> they're like oh my god you're being so rude to this rich actress who became a princess and then just so, i understand those aren't fair comparisons because when you say like i hate it when people get mad about this but not about this these aren't the same people i understand that but it's uh it's kind of like the uh t the tantamount amount of however many of each side are being angry there's more people that are outraged about Meghan markle's about put people saying that Meghan markle is whining than there are people that are mad about balenciaga i i have a question though so a lot of times you'll see like those old uh 
statues, marble statues of like angels depicted as babies or like even old artwork in religious texts and those babies are nude. Would you, do you think that if that was still going on today, do you think it would be met with the same outrage? Like, why is one okay, but Balenciaga is like, I'm not defending Balenciaga by any means. It's terrible, reprehensible what they're doing. You're, are you comparing that to the art uh, mannequins that were getting auctioned off by the parent no, company talk- owner? Or are you talking, no, about, talking the about the ad campaign, Balenciaga? I mean, that's not really the same as like, uh, as making their nose male genitalia. Sure. Which means it's... And then so- also making a pornographic film using said mannequins in it yeah like um like that's it's not the same to it's kind of like uh would would you they would never make the nirvana Nevermind cover that's now it is there's a yeah, difference exactly. between that's the philosophical yeah. trends that led to like the renaissance art that glorified the the form of the nude body and mannequins of naked children with genitalia for faces because it's specifically drawing attention to that as something other than just which are 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 actually functionally fleshlights or dildos or whatever like they are that made for that purpose yeah it's inherently different bad app said i go to the mall every september 11th and have a 9-11 feast of all the american faves sabaro fries taco bell asian chow i have no Mm. idea if he's telling if he's being honest or joking but that sounds like now i want all of this it sounds like a good tradition i could go for orange chicken right now yeah tacti platy said mary going off on megan is and then it was like a the okay symbol please make it a clip there you go you've got your clip for tomorrow will do Caper2x said, Mary, show us on the bear where Megan hurt you. I'll tell you what. She <laughs> on left, the Balenciaga bear. She left suits too early. It was like her crowning achievement was her and uh, Mike on that show. Love that show. Yeah, her talents are wasted on a, Netflix. A good example of like um, when they finally introduced the romance there, it's actually a good example of like we, we've talked a lot about how uh, you don't always need to show the sex scene. Now, granted, it was a USA Network show, so there's no nudity. But they actually they paced it really perfectly, so the the scene felt necessary when they when they finally got together on that show. Granted, it's a PG version of I it because it's it. network television. Big Dave said the only thing worse than talking about the Royals <laughs> is talking about the JV Royal teams. Team, sorry, I'll be silent hey, now. You I, don't have to apologize. I the the high school I went to that was the name of our team was the Royals too. So oh. that would have been. Yeah. Did you just dox yourself? I just dox myself. Suata Mistani said, Brett, have you watched Fargo? Could you guys review the movie and the series? That would be interesting to go back and review the series. I have seen the movie. I'm from Minnesota, therefore you kind of have to see Fargo growing up. But I have not watched the show. I, I didn't get around to it. But I have heard fantastic things about the show, so that might be worth the watch. I don't know. I think they did three or four seasons. So. Bad up. I'm not reading that. And let's move on. <laughs> let's do it. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, we are moving on. So Kirk Cameron, he is an actor, and he is in, uh, he, he's tried to get something into public libraries, which apparently you just can't do in yeah. 21st century America. He, he wrote this Christian or you know faith values-based children's book called As You Grow, and he wanted to read this to children in a public library, and now he has been banned from doing so because of his past comments regarding his beliefs about homosexuality. He called it unnatural, detrimental, ultimately destructive in the past. None of these sentiments are in the children's book that he planned on reading, 
but they decided that, you know, off-platform behavior that is, is really, enough to kick him out. It is really interesting how, like, now it used to be a rare thing for you to not to get in trouble for off-platform behavior. But now who you are on the internet in, in whole is who you'll be judged by by all companies. Meaning, mm-hmm. like, they're not going, they don't have mm-hmm. to just wait for you to do something wrong on their platform. Patreon gets rid of people all the time yeah. that do stuff that they don't like off-platform. Well, that's what upsets me when people say cancel culture isn't real. It's like, no, that that's what it is. You just aren't paying attention. It's become you know? the new conspiracy theory. It's a, it's a word you can attach to something and they say, unless you can give them a specific example where somebody goes, I am going to cancel culture you, right. then, they, then they just pretend like it's not a real thing and they gaslight you. Yeah. Have you guys heard of Brave Books before? Yes. Uh, we have you know some, what else we they have some here. published? It did sound familiar is, to me. Is Zuby? No, Zuby published his own book, right? And he published his own. I don't know what it is, but we've got at least a couple Brave Books here at the okay. People Mailed. Yeah. Some, I think they might have sent it to Tim. So it's sort of meant to like counteract the way that a lot of children's books have been socially engineered to yep. push certain messaging about, you know, sexuality and gender and to counteract also like you know the traditional (laughs) drag queen story hour that's been normalized in public libraries it's like if this is truly public property that is meant for public use and anyone of any background or faith can use it the same way what right do they have to say you know our values don't align, you're not allowed in here. It's also really interesting that they say, like, diverse, like, we wouldn't let you in because of di- we have a diverse group of people here. I'm like, do you think that diverse people aren't religious? It's diverse, except for not you. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think, I know that ant question was a little bit rhetorical, but I think the answer is yes, actually. I, I think when they when they say diverse, they mean LGBTQ, and I think that has directly replaced religion. I still think there's that is there's, their religion. There is there is uh, there are religious. I people mean, there's that are gay. what what I think you're saying is there's no need to pit those groups against each no. other. They're the ones creating the dissonance there. When in reality, it could be just fine for him to go read this faith based book yeah. to children, and I'm sure like plenty of LGBT people would not have a problem with that. Yeah. I just don't know. So, the, you know, they've got the drag queen story hour all over the country, right? It's a very popular, popular thing that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. What validates someone in that community? Like, what makes them someone... Like, I'm not saying they can't read to children, but, like, this is an actual author of a book. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For you to sit down, read your book to children. What does a like? What constitutes a drag queen? What m- makes them? Yeah, I don't know if there's actually an explanation as to why that is. Uh, something. I don't... Is it because the idea is that somebody lives in an alternative lifestyle, therefore it's a good idea to expose children to an alternative lifestyle early right. on, so they don't develop some sort of inherent bigotry against them? And I could be wrong, but if the drag queen was like openly drag for most of his or her life, yeah. and then him or her wrote a children's book i could understand that like that's the author right you're not looking at at the lens of a drag queen anymore you're looking at an author's reading their book to a child but that's not what's happening you just get lewd dancers Mm -hmm. and somehow they're the ones that should be reading you know know what this reminds me of is that they're suppressing an independent company uh that has gone off on their own in sort of a ghettoized corner of Mm. media 
to make what they want to make and push the messaging that they want to instill in children because they're not like precisely because that messaging is not allowed in the mainstream uh it's just like great american family network did when they decided okay we'll go off and do our own thing like you keep telling us to do you keep telling us to you know f off and do our own thing instead of infecting the mainstream with with our you know christian or pro-family or pro-country type of messaging and then when they go and do that there's still just as much outcry and anger from these people because really they can't stand that you exist at all and let's face it they say right here we are a very queer friendly library our messaging does not align one library worker told uh, uh from is that rochambeau public library that doesn't sound like a real thing uh in providence rhode island which promotes an event called the queer umbrella the point here is is that they understand whether whether you are pro or not that only one side is going to come out with pitchforks and protest and make a big deal online and try to ruin your life and try to ruin the lives of the librarians or whoever works there. That's only going to come from one side because the the religious side is be is to live and let live and we'll just let it go and no change will be made and that's why they win because they never stop encroaching on cultural institutions. They never stop pushing forward with their message and everybody else who has a more live and let live perspective on things loses out because they see ground constantly. Someone tweeted, Kirk Cameron says they're brainwashing children. Also, Kirk Cameron, I want to brainwash children. Do you think that's fair? Yes. You think he's trying to brainwash children? Yeah, but I also think it's his it's his right as an author to read his book to whoever he wants to read it to. Um, Instilling moral values. I, I was just I wanted to say, whatever happened to the books like The Very Hungry Caterpillar? That's, yeah, like what like, happened to just, apolitical and yeah. also a religious so entertainment just, for children? Yeah. That I, can, there, that can exist and that should be actually the majority that should exactly. be out there, but that doesn't exist right now. I think it's his, yeah. It's probably harder to publish. All of that type of media, Maybe. TV shows, movies, and books are like getting polarized into these two extremes when really like kids would be happier with things in the middle, which is why like you should probably once again keep your physical media yeah. and show them things that were released at least, you know, no. fifteen years ago. I'm gonna walk back what I just said a little bit though, because I have not read his book. So I don't know if it's truly, truly pushing like tons of religion on people or if that's just the media slandering it. Mm-hmm. I, I would have to read his book first and be like, oh, no, it just teaches you to love thy neighbor, which is just a generally a good thing to do. It's I wouldn't consider it specifically a religious thing. It's also really funny because I was watching X-Men 2 the other day, the last weekend, and they talk about how they changed the backstory of the striker character in that movie from being a religious extremist to being a lobbyist for like a for a weapons manufacturer because at the time the country wouldn't have stood for portraying a you know like a religious fundamentalist in that extremist fashion we've gone so far the other direction that they would never do that like they would have no problem showing that now because the country is so anti-religion at least in the mainstream yeah do you guys know anything about Kirk Cameron's filmmaking? Just, just as an actor, I, I just, I just know Growing Pains, but uh, everything else is just kind I of like. Seen oh, it. but it seems like a lot of. It these... just is sad that like a filmmaker like this, who clearly has yeah. a lot of drive and ambition, has kind of been driven out of his own industry into this very particular niche. Yeah. Also, do you think that a lot of this stuff is is a result of like how many kids are actually going to these events? 
like how many people are showing up to these events at the I mean I'm sure that there are parents out there looking for events like this or Mm -hmm. some kind of alternative to what they perceive to be encroaching upon their children's entertainment yeah and this would also attract an audience just because of Kirk Cameron's name and the the notoriety he brings to it yeah but again, like less people are going to be exposed to anything Kirk Cameron puts out there simply because he's been ghettoized. It is That's from it is. his industry. We'll call it this, parallel. And you know what else this reminds someday. me of? We, I mean, we decided not to cover this at the time, but like the American Girl doll book uh, that recently came yeah, out, I which about that. implicitly encourages young girls to look into like gender transitioning it has like trans pride flags in these books and i remember when i was a little girl like looking at american girl doll books even the ones that were like you know guides for like going into puberty or whatever it was like completely apolitical had no messaging about like maybe you should look into birth control maybe you should look into you know going on uh into like hormone therapy there was nothing like that because they would have never gotten away with that in say 2010 but now i i always had a feeling that they were going to start rolling out this messaging on to literal children it's funny too because this is i was talking to to andy about this last night i said this is like uh what's terrifying about what we're going through right now is this is the worst aspects of i i kind of posited the question i didn't believe what i was i didn't mean it like in the sense that i believed it but i posited the question said, is all of this really a, a problem of capitalism because we're like these companies are incentivized to just go with whatever the message is right. but the idea here is not that the idea here is that it's a problem of a culture the culture pushes forward and the capitalists is the capitalism is just a tool to push forth the message that people want to push forward so we've devolved the culture so far and the cynical side of the capitalist endeavor means that these companies don't care about morality or values nor should they They're companies well it's ridiculous but, and yeah the companies are now taking it upon themselves like you know everyone had health class certain health classes were a little bit more graphic I'll, I'll i'll say than other people who had health class right yeah everyone had a different experience there but now you have like your math teacher pushing this stuff on you yeah now you're, you've got your librarian pushing yeah. the stuff on you now you've got american doll and children's books pushing the stuff on you. And I don't know why everything has to be about sex these days. It is this, this American why? Girl book, I just found some very disturbing quotes from it. Here's one. If you haven't gone through puberty yet, the doctor might offer medicine to delay your body's changes, giving you more time to think about your gender identity. Here's another quote. Parts of your body might make you feel uncomfortable and you might want to change the way you look. That's totally okay. Dude, just evil. <laughs> like it's it's completely out in the open now. It's, On the whole, the promoting com- puberty blockers to who this is marketed to, which is ages three to 12. Oh my God. And like I said, That's this what is- the book says. Cause they have to, of course, for children's books give like, or even children's toys give like recommended ages for like what this is age appropriate for and the parents, as young as three and the parents haven't caught like haven't caught on yet like think about how how long teen vogue has been pushing like weird stuff about communism like like, <laughs> uh, like well, you know what i mean yeah like, because the answer to the, today is your baby's crying you hand them an ipad yeah right like parents are not like as much as they scream i want to be involved in my child's life and my child's education they every they, that's what they say but they do everything the opposite right they're in their phones just as much as well Right on Facebook, 
making sure their post got likes. They're more interested in the photo they posted of their child than what's actually going on in their child's day. Yeah. And that's something that's happening too. It's like the internet has become so accessible and so vast that it's almost impossible to monitor it. Yeah. Like your child's behavior. Like you can put site blockers on, but there's ways around it. We you know? just, uh, is it because we're too busy? Adults can't be around to raise their children and they aren't really aware of just how evil the people that are that they're being left in charge of their children's care really are that's what kate winslet was just recently talking about oh that yeah parents feel like they've completely lost control of you know what their kids are exposed to on social media i've got a i've got a friend who's going through his own very fast red pilling in like the last three to four months and he's one of the smartest people i know um computer programmer and he would always listen to my political rants right. uh, about stuff and be like oh that's very interesting but i'm not going to pass an opinion because i haven't done the research i don't know he's very unbiased and stuff like that and he he was he's just gone through it's just he made it to like uh, like dave smith real quick and it's just mm. really funny because he was posting about something today he was, uh, he was reposting somebody who said he talks about uh if you tried to tell the like yourself in 2015 what the world would be like in 2022 you would think you were nuts yeah but you it's very easy as a society like i said a lot of times like your par parents are still dropping their kids off at ballet and at karate at you know at the karate dojo a lot of people aren't aware that this is going on so it's very easy to gaslight people that do that do know what's going on in the world today that this stuff isn't happening but it is yeah and that's kind of terrifying because it does feel like it pushes more into that narrative that depending on where you get your news where you get your information depending on how connected you are to the world around you and certainly that's also algorithmically controlled you're living in a completely different reality than the people that live even just next door to you yeah so you could have all this information and know that american girl and these libraries are like american girl is evil pushing puberty blockers and that your local library will host a drag queen but not a religious book reader and the person who lives next door you won't know that that's going on like you're living in a different world compared to the person who you live right by mm -hmm. even in the same house as you depending on how close you are mm -hmm. so let's go to super chats Biddy Beasley said, fact is they're outlawing Christianity today, an article in the U.S. banning pro-life from protesting at clinics in the U.K. It's already illegal to pray or even make the sign of the cross at clinics. I didn't know that. I, well, there it goes. They don't have a, uh, do they have anything equivalent to the First Amendment over there? They, Freedom of no. expression? They kind of don't. They think they do, but they don't. Because that's an expression doing the sign of the cross. That seems pretty crazy. That you can only do it at, like, certain locations. Yeah. It's weird. And this really is, I mean, this is all Marxist 101, right? About the, the destruction of religion, so. Shards of Narsil said, Kirk was also left in the Left Behind series, Christian fiction depicting end times events. I remember that. It was based on um, a book series I started reading. It's basically about the rapture, which I personally don't believe in, but it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Sketch Therapy said, waiting for... Oh, no, I can't say that. Yeah, almost. Uh, sorry, dude. I, don't say stuff like that in the chat. Like, that's not... Probably not good for us. Not good for us what is or that? you. Is uh, some kind of derogatory thing I don't know about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll explain it later. Okay. We'll, we'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> okay. Kirk yeah. is anathema to Hollywood peeps, a strong character man with moral pl- principles. Try to find those in that den of iniquity. Kudos to him. The den of iniquity. I it's like also that. funny, too, because like anytime somebody like that comes up, Fox News does like their article on them. Like, this person walked away from Hollywood because of their, their religious beliefs. It's always kind of the same story, but it's sad that it has to be like so rare that it's something worth reporting on. Yeah, yeah. Bjorg with pipes said, all the stuff I've tried to super chat today has been censored. Have a nice day. I wonder what I'm that's about. Maybe it's because of that. I wonder maybe, what you were saying. Maybe it's because of sketch therapies super chat yeah. about, uh, about that. That, that yeah. might not be something we want. Let's down not here, guys. call for that thing yes. in the chat, please. All right, guys, I got a, I got a couple of fun ones here at the end today. Uh, if that's if, what if you that's, consider fun, it's, it's a little, it's a little, Oh, I guess not really <laughs> a little bit. Priyanka Chopra Jonas, uh, has only received equal pay once in her 20-year career. I got paid 10% of what the male, my male co-stars made in Bollywood. Well, that is a tragedy because let's face it. I mean, granted, I'm not part of the culture, but I don't know if I would ever watch Bollywood for the dudes. You watch Bollywood because it's extremely babe-heavy. Yeah, isn't that interesting? She's not getting paid for the influence that she has on Bollywood. She should team up with the women in porn who make way more money than the men and start pushing for gender parity in there. But also the point here is that have you ever noticed that they never talk about this stuff at like the $8 an hour jobs because that's not, it's not real. Like you're, you're not going to get hired based on different amounts at, uh, on your gender on different amounts at a place like that. It's, Places where leveraging can be done because of contract negotiations. I mean, she might also have been pointing out projects from earlier in her career when, when she, she didn't have the name recognition that she has now and yeah. her male co-stars did. So, yeah, even though you might be making 10% of the salary of those co-actors, they might have been in the game for much longer than you. So I don't know if you can blame Bollywood or Indian culture for this. Also, Meghan Markle and Priyanka Chopra both kind of low-key making America look better than other countries today with their with their statements like, yeah, I just really didn't get as much gender pay gap in America. <laughs> yeah, if they say something negative about any other country, they're making America look better. You Fine. always see the silver lining. I, I do. Uh, it says, uh, I've never had gender, I've never had pay parity in Bollywood. There's... You can't expect it. I, like, I'm sick of this idea that you're like, first of all, you're not doing equal work all the time. There's always going to be one actor with a bigger name. And there's a thousand things that go into negotiating contracts. Well, that's what I like about uh, royalties and like doing some kind of like, yeah. you'll see this a lot of times in athletes that if you heard it sit, uh, if you hit a certain milestone, maybe it's 10 touchdowns in a season, 15 touchdowns, you're going to get a bonus. Right, so you're gonna you got your base salary. Yeah. You're gonna get a big chunk at the end of the year for your performance. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think actors and actresses. I don't know if this is something that's in the norm, but it should be. Like, if your movie flops, sorry, you're not gonna get paid. Well, yeah, most you know? of like uh, a lot of times they what they have, they have contracts negotiated where if it makes this much at the box office, they get this much of a bonus, right? Mm-hmm. So right. that's that's a good thing. But that requires you to take a big bet on yourself. And with the content that's being made these days, I'm not sure if I would want to take a big bet on well, myself. Given that. Like- Didn't Jennifer Lawrence make some ridiculous comment about not getting paid as much as her male co-star on, uh, what was it? I don't remember. Um, we did cover that. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. What was it? I forgot now. Holy crap. I've memory hold that entire story. What was that? 
It's just like going to blend in with all of the other yeah. annoying headlines about yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. We're, but we're, it's this is something that Bollywood and Hollywood women complain about. But the problem seems to be the same. You're not as established in your career. And well, you, you have to use your looks for, you know, getting roles. Well, like, it's, it's as simple as that. Honest question, too. If she hadn't married... The, one of the Jonas Brothers. Would any of you guys know who this person is? I knew who is? she was because I watched the show Quantico. I hadn't okay. heard of her before. She, she also she also the played Jonas the bad guy brother. in the Baywatch movie. Okay, so I also think the Jonas Brothers aren't really relevant to Brett's generation. Yeah. They're Not relevant to our generation, Kelly. Right, but they were an iconic musical group from America. Like she's a mm -hmm. famous Bollywood actress. I've never seen a single Bollywood movie. All right, I've yeah. never seen a single Bollywood show. So it's it's hard to really understand if she has a point here for me at least um but if she's as iconic and notable as she says then i think yeah if that's true that should change but she's got a nice new deal nice new show oh so. i see yeah. jennifer lawrence complained that she was not paid as much as her co-star leonardo dicaprio yeah, I, got, I got it right here i got it right here in what year exactly uh I, so we got going on here 2013 2013 uh, after she had just gotten her breakout role the I, year before what movie was that she says i didn't get, that's insane she says i didn't get mad at at sony i got mad at myself i failed as a negotiator because i gave up early you were Proving your argument wrong. Your, it's your fault because you didn't argue for more money. If they won't give you more money, it's because they don't see you as worth more the money. The thing that these I'm actresses sorry. need to learn if they want to prioritize negotiating higher salaries is if you know yourself and you know you're not capable of doing that, you're not as disagreeable as an older and more established man would be, hire other people, hire lawyers to negotiate your pay for you who are seasoned professionals at doing so. Women, we are aware, are not naturally predisposed to disagreeing with higher-ups yep. and demanding higher pay and taking the risk of walking away from a project that won't pay you what you deserve. She says, uh, it doesn't matter how much I do, Lawrence said bluntly, I'm still not going to get paid as much as that guy because of my vagina. She and says, because I mm. was the first female action star you would, ever. You would, it's, it's, well, it's twice as egregious. <laughs> 2012. Who doesn't pay the first female action star of all time? I was what just going to say, if she truly thought, so Hunger Games was 2012. Yeah. That was a year, those comments were a year later. Mm -hmm. So she must have actually thought she was the first woman action star <laughs> ever. And she's like, that's the reason I'm not getting paid more. It has to be that. I was the first one. They're still yeah. shorting me. The one concession I'll give to Priyanka Chopra, though, is she did call out the fact that um, she was called like dusky and black cat and other cool. things like related to her darker skin tone yeah. because there's a lot of prejudice about skin tone in India based on like their whole caste system. They always like they always That's prove the, thing with the Philippines too. Yeah. They are they always prove that America is like less racist and awful than than these other countries. They're always but, more discriminatory toward themselves than yes. we ever are to them. Yeah, like it's really they do it without saying it. They don't realize they're 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 tacitly admitting that it's better here. Right. Because they don't want to because it goes against the narrative there that like, America is Like you're so a much better here. off trying to get roles in Hollywood than Bollywood because our culture just doesn't have the same prejudices. Also, I wonder how many movies she signed, like Jennifer Lawrence signed on for, like 
if we're talking about like the the Hunger Games movies, right? And she negotiates for a three movie deal, and she gets paid a certain amount for each movie. If you don't know how big of a success is, like then you have to renegotiate. Like mm-hmm. that's tough to do. Yeah. So it's just funny. So we will hear this forever. So some we should start just making it about like uh, I'm. Uh, I want. Uh, I want. Ju- pay parody amongst people with no experience. Like I just because I have no experience does that mean I don't deserve the same as this guy who's put in 50 years of work? No, but it's the same concept. Do I deserve the same amount as Leonardo DiCaprio because I'm a woman? No, you don't deserve the same amount of uh, as Leonardo DiCaprio because you're not as big of a star, you haven't been acting as long, you don't have as much leverage. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with your gender and everything to do with how long you've been acting, how much yeah. leverage you have like, as a negotiator. Like maybe if she pointed out Hey, on Hunger Games, I wasn't paid as much as my male co-star, Josh Hutcherson, who is the same age as me and the same level of notoriety beforehand. That would have been a story to listen to. But if you're talking about getting paid as much as Leonardo DiCaprio one year after your breakout role. Oh, it was from from Don't. No, it wasn't. It was from Don't Look Up. Oh, okay. Even then, though, the comparison still still doesn't stand because he's the bigger name. He's been in the business way longer. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is only what, like thirty years old? Thirty, thirty well, something. You know, not that, even. That being younger. said, Josh Hutcherson, I don't know, he's not that relevant anymore. So yeah, make he fell it, off. it shows that making waves can't work out for you because how many hits has Jennifer Lawrence been in? Or I shouldn't say hits, like major yeah. projects. You have to like use the launch pad. But she, down the line. she also talks about in that recent interview, she's like, I want to do independent stuff now because working on big budget stuff just drains me. She said, okay. I, I shouldn't have taken any roles that didn't speak to me. They, like, if you had done that throughout your career, I wouldn't know who Jennifer Lawrence is. And, and <laughs> the hubris of thinking that you get to, like, only do the things you want to do and make a ton of money, like, and make all the money at the same re- at the same yeah. rate just proves that you have a, like, a... a idea of the world that's not real and be a deranged harpy obsessed with abortion speaking of which lizzo (laughs) recently Ah, got the people's champion award at the people's choice awards this year what does that even mean and i i I wish i knew lizzo tried (laughs) to teach us but only the rock should be able to give the people's champ awards (laughs) so she did her acceptance speech in a very unique way where uh, the curtains opened up behind her and she said, I'm going to use my platform. So she introduced this whole long line of activists behind her. Uh, It was like maybe 20 women behind her, including the founder of the Women's March, the founder of hashtag shout your abortion, and the mother of Brianna Taylor. This is such a shameless grift. Like, I don't even know where to start. So she went down the line of all of these activists doing a little synopsis of the, the so-called work they do for society. Said, what Which award show is this? The People's Choice Awards. It's, okay. time, it's time to start doing what we yeah. should have done ages ago, and that's make fun of people that think activism is a it, job. It made me feel Very absolutely fun. insane to watch this because, like, I know, you know, Hollywood's woke, whatever, whatever. But, like, just hearing them shriek and applaud, shout your abortion? <laughs> like, there's no hiding what this cabal is really about. I, there, I mean, know? we just have to be patient. I mean, they're, they're, all this craziness leads to depopulation for them, for the you know? So it's like... I don't think that works. I, I make this argument all the time. Tim, Tim would always make the argument, says it won't matter because conservatives are having kids... And the left aren't having kids, therefore the, those beliefs will die out. No, because it's 
social media purports ideas farther and faster than anything we can get to. And all those conservative kids are going to have phones and access to the same. That's, that's a weird assumption to make. Mm -hmm. How do you know? I think we're going to look back in 20 years and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe we let kids get on like Facebook. Oh my God. What were we? It's like letting a 12 year old drink. I don't really know if it's about social media because we see Stevie Nicks and of the older generation who was not, you know, steeped in the internet the way that all of these like Tumblrinas were. She tweeted at Lizzo with like this open letter. Dearest Lizzo. (laughs) In my opinion, your presentation last night on the People's Choice Awards was not only so beautiful and so needed that you get the award for being a great woman of our time. I was so impressed and so touched that you put that together and pulled it off. It was stunning and everyone heard you. You have given all women sound bites forever. Flute player, singer, songwriter, future politician, dot, dot, dot. She would be huge in politics. (laughs) Your name is in the stars now. (laughs) Much love, Stevie Nicks. So it makes sense that this resonated with Stevie Nicks, who is known to be very pro-choice because she said Fleetwood Mac wouldn't have existed without her abortions. She said, if I had not had that abortion, I'm pretty sure there would have been no Fleetwood Mac. There's just no way that I could have had a child then working as hard as we worked constantly. I honestly would have been fine with like living in the alternate reality where Fleetwood Mac didn't exist if you didn't murder your child. If it could save your child, honestly, I don't care about I don't know why using the tools that are out there is so hard for people like not only abstaining but just like you know there's a lot of stuff other than abortion that you can use so you never have to really worry about it well stevie nicks also for sure had well i'm anti-contraception but like stevie nicks in her position at that time had beyond the resources that she would have needed to have that child and yet she still comes forward in 2022 because it's trendy after Roe v. Wade got overturned to say, you know, my band wouldn't have existed without my abortion. Hashtag shout your abortion. Like, actually, she I just that don't one thing that they can't understand do. that Time. these I don't see these mm-hmm. celebrities as the same species as us anymore. Yeah. They don't resemble us in any way. Um, I, mean, I, I, I also that kind of proves that there's one thing that they can't buy and that's time meaning that she to have the band yes she might have the time for uh, all of the nannies and this this and that but it's still a lot of extra responsibility and time taken out of her day and she just wants to be lazy and not and not have to raise the she child to keep living the rock star life um, but like I, I don't uh, I don't agree I, I just do believe that uh, I have seen no shift in society that tells me that we're going to tell our kids that social media is a bad thing I see it getting worse not better uh, I don't see conservatives being able to con- to keep their kids from getting on their phone and being exposed to a bunch of these ideas, especially when uh, leftists incorporate it into their lesson plans and their libraries and everything far younger than the parents. Most of these parents, even if they're concerned about what their kid's learning, they might not even, like like I said, we're living in, in disparate realities from the people that don't understand this is going on. They won't even be aware that this stuff is being taught to their children or being pushed into their phones when they're that young. They're not going to know that th- these things are being pushed into cartoons, into libraries, into their public school system. It's I don't think they have surrounded morality and have you on all sides. Can't go to college. Can't, you're literally, your only choice is homeschool. Right. And uh, it's like you can't go to college. You can't. You can go into the trades, or you can go into that. But even then, like 
who knows, right? You don't have a way of protecting your children from these ideas. They have done too good of a job of surrounding. I, I think they probably said that about alcohol at one point. I think they probably said that about firearms at one point. Like how, how are we supposed to stop kids from using this stuff? There, someone will have to find a way. Currently, ideas, I'll agree with you. There's no traction. There's no movement or steam in that direction. Ideas are a far different thing than an actual substance. It's so, not an idea, though. This is this is an object, right? This is like something the, that you have to I'm go out and buy. The ideas that they're that they're pushing are yes, it, but they're it, only really coming through the laptops and the, the, and phones. the phones. Stepping the phones, back the, a little bit, we don't. Thoughts on Lizzo's presidential no. bid for 2024, <laughs> uh, please. Yay, Lizzo, 2024. Yay, Lizzo ticket. Oh, I'm kind of here. For Anything that. is possible that, that would at be this a, point. That would be a unity ticket, too. Because I, I mean, actually, I don't know what party Kanye would run as. So I don't know. Um, maybe maybe Stacey Abrams Lizzo for the big party 2024. Oh, no, no Stacey. A dude, when she says she thinks that ultrasounds are fake. I was like, okay, you do not need to be in politics. Like, it's one thing to disagree with someone's opinion, but she just flat out thinks ultrasound machines no, are made up. No, she doesn't think that. She's yes. lying. No, she <laughs> thinks lying. it's the patriarchy. She's a she's a politician. She's lying. Uh, she's, uh, let's so, go to super chats. I'm, I, no, I, I say that. Okay, who else? No, would Lizzo. You, who would you run with Lizzo then? Uh, you know who I do like on the left Kiki is Palmer. the Billboard lady, but. <laughs> Who can be uh, more annoying? Who was, the, who was the nutty lady, the nutty crystal chick that tried to run in 2020? Uh, Marianne Williamson? Marianne, let's have her. She was yeah. a sweetie. Let's have Marianne Williamson and Lizzo. Say what you will about Marianne Williamson. <laughs> she she was a sweet lady. Marianne and um, what's the guy from New York, the billionaire? Bloomberg. There we go. Uh, uh, Lizzo Giuliani, 2024. It'll be a, a unity ticket. It's going to be great. Or no, we could, no, Brittany Griner's too young now that she's coming. Ooh, 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 Meghan Markle. <laughs> is she is she still an American citizen, or does she have to be considered a? Can you be an American can politician? Can you be a dual citizen? Can, yeah. can you be an American politician? As a president? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if as a president. It's I think you have to evil. renounce one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, somebody says yeah, Lizzo and AOC. I don't know. AOC's kind of going downhill between that accent she pulled at the town hall meeting, and now she's being investigated by the. For, I don't know. What, yeah, anyway, get let's something. get into let's super chats. All right. Uh, bad app. I'm not reading that. Oh wait, but Shannon uh, says vote Shakira. She knows tax law. Yes, <laughs> Wesley Snipes, Shakira, 2024. Okay. I don't think I can read any of bad apps. Uh, well, I need to stop watching YouTube. Said I'm saying visceral reactions can reveal propaganda. Now uh, I'm. Now you're losing me. I, I don't know uh, what you said before. Sorry, I I always like when we take a break between super chats. I forget what you were saying before. Yeah, uh, yeah, bad off. I'm not reading that. <laughs> Tacti Platy said, "Don't forget, J Law is a beep to her family in text." And then and then sends some. Pictures I didn't of know her baby. that. Yeah, she 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 yells at her oh, parents oh, about thought, politics. For a second, mm -hmm. I thought they meant J Lo, but yeah, Jennifer Lawrence like openly admits to harassing her parents with abortion propaganda and then sending them baby pics. She's probably the one behind all those holiday memes, like like oh, I'm gonna bring up politics at christmas dinner yeah like mustering up the courage did you, to... did you see that video of michael knowles like getting ready for thanksgiving and he's putting on the suit and he's got the maga hat on and he sits down at mm -hmm. the dinner table and it, it's like a five minute video and he stops and he goes so how about the midterms <laughs> <laughs> 
Bjorg with Pipe said the degeneracy of the 70s cannot be overestimated. Yeah, I mean, it kind of all stems from like the 60s and 70s, right? And then we started to go downhill like right away. I believe it stemmed from the printing press. Yes. Wow. But that is Mary's hot That's take. another discussion for another day. And another podcast. And, and let's... Oh, did you just podcast? No. Oh, let, let, there are days when I'm uh, more black-pilled than usual where I'm just like, maybe Mary was right the whole time and we just shouldn't be able to read. <laughs> you know I'm right. You just don't want to admit it. That up, I'm not reading that. Suhata <laughs> Mastani said, have you seen Bahiro Mastani? It has me? the best manly Bollywood dance number. I have not. I've not seen anything from Bollywood. It's really funny because that was totally what they were doing in the Eternals when they had the weird uh, Bollywood scene with Kamel Nanjiani's character. It's just it's whenever I see stuff like that in like a mainstream Marvel movie when it's when it's not a larger plot line and it just kind of disappears. Like you can tell that like their globalist advisors were like, we can hit this market if we do this. We can hit this market if we do that. It's very very jarring and stupid. Sketch Therapy said Lizzo sponsored by Lipitor, Insulin, and Metropolol. <laughs> they will. Hey, look. If she gets elected, she'll be she'll be have access to all those CIA super drugs that they give our our politicians. So that'll be good. Johnny Derp said Lizzo for Prez. Oval Office becomes a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be like she could literally make like a like her own Venn diagram. Potatoes for Seamus said Mary Lizzie twenty twenty four. Would you? Would you? Uh... With Lizzo yeah. or Liz? Who's Lizzie? I'm assuming Lizzie is like a short. <laughs> Lizzie coat, McGuire is long for Lizzie. Lizzie McGuire, yes. With Lizzo, no. Why not? Would you vote for a Mary Lizzo ticket? Well, I wouldn't because Mary wouldn't want a female to be a politician, anyways. Yeah, I would. So never do that. I would. Let's I, say they were in running. honor of her, uh, to uh, to honor her wishes, I wouldn't vote for her. <laughs> Uh, bad app. I'm not reading that. Caper two X said, "Sorry, Sailor Mary, but go Army, beat Navy." All right. Mm, I don't what? know about that. I'm a Navy fan. I I don't take any sides here. Lizzo the Hut says so in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much, and Kellen, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. This Le one was a lot of fun. Let everyone know where they can find you. Um, you can find me everywhere at Kellen PDL. Uh, I'm hoping that we can get Surge to show up one of these days because me and him <laughs> like to go at it. So it should be, I'm hoping, but you know, he's always out there protesting. But thanks guys for having me yeah. on. Again, you can find me at, everywhere at Kellen PDL. Excellent. Mary, where can they find you? And potatoes for Seamus. I'm not reading that. Yeah, we hope to get Surge on in the future. You guys can debate something. I don't know what, but you will. You can find pictures of me on Instagram at Mary Archived, and you can read my inane thoughts or bionicle lore on Twitter at Mary Archived. All right. All right, guys, before we go, I do want to make an announcement that tomorrow we have a special guest coming on the show, Vera Dark. She's a very talented YouTuber. I recommend you check out her channel, uh, Vera Dark Enterprises as well, uh, is her Patreon, I believe. She does a lot of great content. She does gaming content. She's really, really fun to talk to. We're going to have her on the show. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about tomorrow. We're going to talk about the conspiracy theory more about uh, James Gunn and... Uh, I, I want to go into detail about that, about whether there's a James Gunn uh, Marvel DCU conspiracy. So look for that episode at 3 p.m. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. For the show, we are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. We are also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. Are you going to read any of those, nope. Mary? No. Nope. We're not reading any of those, guys, but thank you so much for sending them. Uh, I don't know why, personally, you like to send stuff that you know Mary will not read, but she does not want to read it. So some it is kind of it weird is. humiliation thing for you people. 
Um, Sketch Therapy <laughs> says Brett talks like Sylvester Stallone. Is Brett going to be the next king of Tulsa? Go watch Tulsa King, guys. Also, I want to point out that Michael Francis, who has a great YouTube channel, he's like a former mafia capo who like turned his life around and now has a very successful YouTube channel. He like reviews mob movies and stuff like that. He watched the first episode of Tulsa King and was like, eh, I don't know how you feel about it. It's kind of corny. He's loving it more mm. with every episode because Stallone is the man. But yes, uh, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Pandora, and Spotify if you'd like to listen rather than watch. We are also on social media, Twitter at PopCultureShow, Facebook and TikTok at PopCultureCrisis, and Instagram at PopCultureCrisisPod. We'll be back with that special episode tomorrow with Vera Dark. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Later. See ya.